What's up, beautiful people? This is Gary Horn. I just wanted to drop in real quick to tell you a little bit about this episode you're about to hear. This is from February 28th, 2021. This is a episode dedicated to the memory of Joseph Hudson. The episode was a live stream we did on the YouTube channel in his memory, just giving his NWA fam a chance to celebrate his life. NWA fans will know him better as Josephus or the question mark. Unfortunately, he lost his life this past week, and he leaves behind a family and a wonderful 10-year-old son, and it's just a tragic event. And a lot of people all over the world uh, who watch NWA and uh, have had a chance to meet Joseph and that sort of thing, it was, a, it was a huge loss to a lot of us. Now, some of you were entertained by him. Some of you knew him personally. That sort of thing, but basically the issue we found, you know, just with the NWA not running right now, felt like we all had a lot to get off our chest and wanted to talk about it a little bit. And sometimes, you know, you just got to vent about these things. So we hosted a live stream and invited folks to submit video, write in, whatever the case, and talk about their memories of Joseph. And, uh, you know, needless to say, it's an emotional episode, but I think a good one and worth sharing on the audio feed. Now, I will say right up front, the reason I'm jumping in here is because, sure, some of the stuff is visual. It may make it weird for the audio, but it's just short stuff there. If we don't actually reference it or something or you feel confused, you just skip ahead a few seconds and uh, I'm sure it'll have wrapped up. Uh, Nick Aldis did join us on the chat. He jumps in at about uh, just before the one hour mark on this, and uh, we have a great conversation with Nick Aldis, so if you, uh, for whatever reason, want to skip ahead to that, that's where that takes place. And uh, just plenty of people sent in stuff. There's some really heartfelt memories shared, and that's it. I just wanted to, to give you a heads up on what, what this whole episode's about. Anyway, that's it for right now, and hope you enjoy the episode. Well, what's up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horn, and this is This Is Pro Wrestling, the podcast celebrating the past, present, future history, legacy, and tradition of the greatest sport of all time, professional wrestling. And I'm joined, as always, by This Is Will Martin. Hey, Will. Good evening, everyone. I'm down here on the bottom tonight. This is new. I like it. We'll try it out. Oh, yeah. And uh, the new top is uh, the doc. Rob, <laughs> he, got, he, got, he got promoted. Well, come on now. You know, one thing that I uh, my way back up. One thing that Josephus stood for was to thine own self be true. So let me fix this. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Which is also yeah. why we were fashionably late per use. So yes. Welcome all you new people. We're we're, uh, we're late. This so. is this is par for the course. Yeah, but uh thanks for everybody who's uh jumped in here we appreciate all of you thanks for hanging out with us uh always grateful to all of the hashtag nwa fam especially on a day like today um and if i don't sound uh it's like really somber right this second and we'll see how how we get throughout but uh it's because today's a celebration more so than anything it's a celebration of uh, a great man that we all have stories about and things that inspired us and things that we loved uh, all day today is just a hangout and discussion, just a, a fireside chat uh, talking about the man, Joseph Hudson, uh, who unfortunately passed away this past week. And uh, he leaves behind a young son and uh, family, just uh, just, you know, just a heartbreaking story to hear. And uh, I just I, I guess I don't really even know how to dive into that, Rob. What do you what do you think? Like, it's just it's tough to talk about. 
Yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, <clears throat> you've got a whole spectrum of emotions because when I think of Josephus, you know, <laughs> you know, I want to laugh, I want to cry, <laughs> all that stuff rushes over me at the same time. Uh, for those of us who really love this sport and love this promotion and who have known Josephus and have interacted with him, uh, you know, and we're, we're just marks, but for those who were blessed to have interacted with him on a personal level, this one hits hard. It's been a tough year, man. I mean, with, with, you know, Brody Lee and Shad and, and like, like you said so well, Gary, the other day, it was either you or Will, one of you made the post that these men are all, you know, we know them as entertainers and wrestlers and combatants, but they're also dads. Um, and in each of these situations, they leave behind kids and uh, family and it's, it's really, really, really tough. But, you know, I'm telling you at any point, at any given point, thinking about Joseph is I could laugh, or I could do the exact opposite, man. It's a tough week. Yeah, it's been uh it's definitely been a tough year. And and we talk about it all the time, uh, Rob, you and I just as as dads of of younger kids, these things kind of take on a different meaning. Um, and I mean, that's the part that just kind of, you know, ripped my heart out. It's just how many times over the past year that, you know, fathers of of young kids, you know, have been taken too soon. Um, and it's, it's tough. It's a tough, tough pill to swallow. Um, I'm glad we're doing this. I'm glad we're going to celebrate him because Josephus to me um, was, and and we can all tell our, our Josephus stories at some point, but he was one of the first touch points for me outside of Nick Aldis when it came to me diving into the NWA where I was like, yeah, this is, this is my thing. Like this is this is creative, this is performance art, and this is what I want to be a fan of. Um, so it, it's been it's definitely been a tough week, man. Uh, just to touch on that 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 comment about performance art. I mean, we we talk about this all the time about wrestling being the penultimate form of art, you know, and uh, it draws in so many things, so many allegory, you know, Greek and Roman mythology, theology, philosophy. Uh, music, uh, visual art, obviously the combat arts. And uh, you, you, you want to talk about a guy that had it all. I mean, this is not, this guy had it all. This was a, this guy wasn't a five tool talent. He was a freaking a hundred tool talent. He had tools we didn't even know existed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he, he uh, uh, and I, I'm not even trying to sound melodramatic here. I'm just saying this, the stuff that he, every time he taught, it's like Aaron Stevens, Aaron Stevens is so intelligent. Every time he talks, I'm like, man, he's saying something that I'm, I should get, <laughs> but I'm not quite sure what it is. And uh, I, I always loved, uh, and I know we're going to get into more of this, and we've got a, we've got a, an agenda to drive down, but I always loved Halloween, man, because uh, Josephus was such a fan of cinema, and especially like really bad B-movies and cult movies. He had this just amazing collection of video on beta, VHS, Laserdisc, all this stuff. Uh, he's got prints. You know, the, the the collection that his son is going to inherit is an amazing collection. But he, you know, it's like, man, the guy was so in tune. He was such, he, he was, we, I've come across a lot of creative people as an educator, as a professional. You cannot match creativity when it comes to uh, Josephus. And and uh, this guy was a, was a hundred tool athlete, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 
that you're talking about that B movie stuff. I mean, that I can I can say right off the bat is just one of my stories for for Josephus is that we uh, for for Joseph, I guess I should say, is that um, I've been lucky enough to go to every power taping and uh, and got to go to Crockett Cup. And um, he was just uh, I don't know, man, he was just like one of the people, like you said, guys that just stood out to me. And uh, so I think our first interaction probably happened at Crockett Cup. And uh, I, I just remember meeting him at a pre-party beforehand and then him being really friendly and getting to talk to him. And uh, we just kind of some, – somewhere in there, it hit off with, with the B-movie thing. That was like the thing we first – actually clicked on because i you know i do the other podcast cinema shock and so that's all we talk about is cult cinema like just those kind of movies and and this was a guy who you know for all the knowledge i think i have on it this guy has collections like just hundreds of these kind of movies and he knew every single movie you could think of like every single one he had seen or heard of or whatever and so we would talk and it, and it later progress from there to like go into the tapings we would end up talking more and that it would always it would always track back to that and so even through social media we would interact uh on on discussions about these movies when a new movie came out like uh i mean one of the pictures i just threw up there was from mandy the nicholas cage movie and i mean we had a whole conversation about that but he takes it to the next level as you can see like it's just uh he uh he's going to dress like the dude. Like he just did. He's, he's just on a different level, man. Just like you said, he, but, but that's one of the things I will always remember. And you talk about a hundred tool a- athlete. I mean, this is why we know him as Josephus. And I guess uh, officially this is the first time on the show. We're acknowledging Josephus was the question mark. Um, the, uh, you know, we all played into it and just real quick. That's another thing I can tell you about him, by the way, is that, he never let that up. Like when you saw him at the power tapings, like I could have had a conversation with him an hour ahead of that. But if he came out as the question mark and was in the lobby of GPB studios, like selling his wares or whatever, he was the question mark. It was never not the question mark. And and, he, and, uh, and it would be me, just me and him standing there. And we know, we know, like we have to know, but, uh, <laughs> He he didn't even acknowledge like he's just like, you know, just like, oh, you funny bearded man. Hello. And uh, <laughs> and he would and he would carny me because he would he would he, he had the drawing. I have it over here, like the big Josephus drawing that's like autographed and he was selling it for like 30 bucks. And it's not like the most fantastical drawing, by the way. But uh, I mean, I would come out, I, I, you know, I interacted with him all the time, but then I would come out and he's like, why you know ever buy Mongrovian merchandise? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, man, I'll, I'll catch you next time. But then the next day he'd be like, you say catch me next time, but you have not paid me for Mongrovian mer- merchandise. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I was like, well, hey, man, you know, I don't have any cash. I'm sorry, dude. He's like, oh, I have Mongrovian Venmo. all right dude i'm gonna buy your picture (laughs) so he would just let you have it but he never let that off like he he just i don't know i just always thought that was interesting when i'd see him as josephus i remember on the debut of the question mark uh my wife and i are standing in line like for the autograph session and 
Josephus, like I had messaged him and it was like, Hey man, are you going to come out and like say hello and blah, blah, blah. Cause he was not in the autograph room. So he came out and he's like, obviously covered in sweat and his hair's all messed up and he comes out and he's like, Oh, Hey guys, I wanted to come say, Hey, and I'm like, Hey man. And he's just like, yeah, sorry. I wasn't sure if I was going to get up here. I was doing catering all night. And so I haven't, <laughs> I haven't talked to you guys. And I was like, Oh yeah, doing catering and okay, so you don't know anything about the question mark. And he's just like, well, no, what? Like the the symbols? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't know. Um, he's like, no, I got this chicken in and I've been dealing with that. I heard there was a new guy, but I don't know anything about him. Like, I haven't had a chance to talk to him. And uh, and just like never let it go. <laughs> and so I always appreciated that about him though. Man, I've got this, uh, we had this great conversation. I've got to find a way. Like there's things that I just cherish now I, and I cher- always cherish them. You guys know, I mean, you've got, we've got uh, uh, videos of us for me, just like completely marking out to, to Josephus. I've, I've, I've been on record for a long time saying Josephus was, if not one of my favorites, maybe my favorite talent, you know, out there. But I have this just amazing extended conversation with him on Facebook. I've got to find a way. Surely there's an app or something to let me like download this conversation into a PDF or something so I can keep it forever, you know, but just we'd have, we'd have conversations about, you know, the role of technology in education. He was so concerned about uh, the state of public education. Of course, you know, he loved his son. Great. And his son is so smart. So, you know, technologically savvy. And he would say, you know, I'm always, I'm always like a step behind him. I was like, yeah, I know, man, because that's, you know, technology acquisition uh, accesses the language acquisition device. It's like learning a language and whatever device that is in our brain, it disappears at like 12 or 13 years old. So like Soren question mark son or Josephus, son is named Soren. He will, he will acquire a level of fluency that we will never acquire. Like we, we will be, we can be very competent, very good, but we're always going to be a step behind these kids. And so he was just always concerned about that. So we had multiple conversations about, you know, um, technology, you know, instructional technology. And, and of course he was a, uh, former seminary student, uh, faith is something that's very important to me. And he was always, you know, he always had, it was very deeply spiritual and always searching and, um, you know, looking for existential answers and answers outside of himself and even outside this world. And we had lots of conversations. We'd even planned, like we were supposed to meet up here in a month or so. Uh, in Nashville where he lived and we were going to, you know, I was like, Hey, I'm going to buy the first round of drinks. And he was, he was like, you know, well, you know, I'm not a drinker, but you can get me a cherry Coke. And I'm like, man, I got you. I got you cherry Coke all day long. So um, I really look forward to that. And uh, just, it didn't happen, but I'm, I'm just so thankful for the time we had. And another thing real quick, uh, just looking back on some of the content that we've recently put out, my brother and I, we went up to Bristol last night to see uh, Thunder Rosa wrestle. We listened to our podcast and uh, our first history podcast, very, very good, I, ha- I might say. But I was so thrilled. Man, I was like, man, we talked about Josephus in this. And then we did a house call episode where we just we, we talked about Josephus being so important and being a major contender even now. And uh, I'm just so uh, – and, you know, Josephus was – he was one that very, very quirky, very uh, – you know, he, he had some he had some peculiarities about him. So I don't know if he ever listened to that because he had a, a way of really compartmentalizing his life and keeping things in proper perspective and all that. But I know that uh, before before 
he left us. You know, we we had chances that weren't provoked by anything other than respect for him to talk good about him and to talk about how important he was to our community, our NWA fam. And I'm gonna tell you, man, when you look at the 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 major the major personalities that made power a success, that made the ten pounds of gold a success, you've got obviously all this. You've got uh, you know Tim Storm, but you got to put. Josephus right in that mix. He is just as important and just as key to any of that as anybody. And without Josephus, there is no 10 pounds of gold. There is no power. Yeah. The, um, I, you know, Eric, uh, just here in the chat, just mentioning, uh, watching some of his pre-power taping promos, he could take a video camera, go out somewhere and make pure gold. I remember the, the tapings running long one day and, the question mark just running out in the middle of the uh, studio and just running through the crowd and like interacting with the fans and just uh, I was a beautiful thing. Like, I mean, the guy just had a natural talent for that. And I'll give my one sob thing that um, I won't touch on this too much, but I do think it's worth saying that, you know, you guys keep talking about the, uh, the parent thing, but um, one of the things that he and I did talk about and, and that I know that he cared about his son was that, um, and this is a little inside baseball for normally what I talk about on here, but the wife and I are considering adoption right now and like talking about those things. And he and I would, would actually discuss that a little bit. And, and, and somehow I remember just like actually getting in a moment of, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is here, but where I was like, you know, one thing I, I constantly worry about is just being a good dad and not, messing that up and and he told me uh he said gary you're like that the the idea that you're having that thought right now is a hundred times better than most he's like you if if you have that desire to be a good dad you're going to be a good dad it is like my main goal and and it just it will work if you want it to work and uh, it just that always stood out to me. And it was a it was a big deal at a time where I was feeling a little uh, full of self-doubt, I think, about the thing. But it was uh, really reassured. And I did not mean to get so uh, uh, soft on you so quick. But anyway, so that's all of mine out of the way right now. I think I just wanted to unload all of my uh, Joseph stories up front so I can hear everybody else just do it. <laughs> I don't have to and I don't have to worry about what happens to me on this live stream man you, you, go ahead will go ahead will <laughs> no i mean he's right man i mean the advice he gave you is, is spot on and uh i watched a few if, if you go on youtube and and you look up josephus uh there's a few different pretty short like documentaries about him uh not not his complete life obviously but like certain parts of his life and uh there was one that i watched earlier today that was showing him interacting with his son when his son was probably between one and two years old. I mean, he was, he was, you know, not an infant, but uh, not yet really mobile and stuff. And, and I mean, you can see in his interactions, like, you know, he, he's, he's just like us, man. He loves his kids uh, would do anything for them. And it's, you know, it, like I said, it's one of those things that it's like, it, it brings, kind of brings people together, even if you don't know each other, you know what I mean, Rob, I feel like that too. So, I mean, when, when he's, when he's talking to you and he can hear, you know, in your voice, the desire there for that, uh, he's exactly right. But my, my, 
my Josephus story really starts with 10 pounds of gold. And um, it, you know, for me, even before, you know, I had known of, of Nick Aldis because when I first got into NWA, he was already champ. He, you know, was a big name. Uh, I knew who he was, but I started at the beginning of 10 pounds of gold because I said, well, I'm not going to start with power. I'm going to start with the very beginning. Um, I think Gary, you had kind of inspired me to do that because that's what you did with this show when it was called, this is the NWA. Um, so I went back and, you know, at the beginning you're exposed to Tim storm as champion. Uh, obviously he grew very near and dear to me through those first few episodes, but one of the first adversaries he faces is not Nick Aldis. It's, it's, it's Josephus. Um, and I, I mean, I, I remember the exact moment. And if you guys remember, I mean, this is it's less than a year ago, but it feels like it was a lifetime ago. But when I was documenting before I was even on the show, I was documenting my kind of walk through 10 pounds of gold. And, um, I remember filming my reaction to the, the Josephus episodes and the moment where I kind of had that click, like I mentioned a minute ago is when he's on his knees in front of the Britney Spears star on, on the Hollywood, you know, Boulevard or walk, walk of fame or whatever. And he's, you know, talking about the Britney path and just all that stuff off the top of his head. And I was so, I was so, uh, pleased that actually on Instagram, David Lagana shared a behind the scenes picture of that moment of, of Lagana down, holding the camera down, you know, looking up at Josephus at that star. And that was just the moment that in my head, I was like, this guy's more than just like your regular, like wrestler. And I don't mean that to throw shade on any regular wrestlers. I just mean, as Rob said earlier, like this guy's got something special. He's, he's got things in his, his tool bag that are outside of the normal scope of requirements for a professional wrestler. Um, and we saw that, we saw that fleshed out. I mean, you know, for the short time that we had Carney land, I mean, his spots on Carney land were consistently the highlights of the show, you know? Um, and then I think, you know, uh, uh, Nick Aldis has even mentioned it over the past couple of days, but just his contribution to, you know, those retro commercials and things like that. I mean, this guy was a creative mind that wasn't looking necessarily to make a name for himself. He was just wanting an outlet for it. And he wanted to, you know, he, he viewed, there was a couple of those documentaries I was watching earlier where he literally said, and Rob, you say this all the time, but it's, it's, it's the same exact um, mentality where he's like, he likes performance art. He likes music. He likes reading very well read. I mean, he's got stacks and stacks of books behind him every time, you know, you see him talking in his home and he, to him, pro wrestling is the same thing. It's an art. It's, it's a story. Uh, and you guys know how big I am on storylines and characters and things like that. And um, this was a guy who, who could do it better than almost anyone else. And so it, it's a tough one. It's a tough one because I didn't have the opportunity as you guys did to actually meet him. Um, but he was literally at the very top of my list of like, man, if we get back going, this pandemic goes away. Like that's one of the guys I wanted to hang out with. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's tough. Well, guys, uh, we're going to have uh, plenty of stuff to talk about tonight. We're going to go through and uh, talk about, uh, we got our historian Doc Stinson over here. It's going to help us with the career of uh, Joseph Hudson. And uh, we're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to, um, 
hear from some other folks, some of you guys, some of the fans, and some of his peers. Now, um, we expect some people to show up live. We've got some video from others. Um, some, understandably, you, you have to know, uh, did send their regards to the show and, and that sort of thing, but did not feel ready to speak on something like this publicly or wanted to get their words together to do their own thing. So uh, also understandable, but uh, just uh, stick with us and uh, we'll um, – We'll get through this together and uh, and just celebrate the life of the man. And uh, we'll try this professionally, as professionally as I can, uh, to share things here. Uh, and uh, not not all of it's going to go smoothly. I mean, obviously, like I mean, we've got these pictures and stuff that I can throw up, but they you know they don't take up the whole screen, so you can weirdly see like me over here, and uh, so there's that awkwardness. <laughs> but uh they cover up rob and that's what's important um i think that uh joseph would have liked that and so anyway um i say all that to say that we we've got plenty of stuff here and i don't know a better way to start i guess right off the bat at, and rob i didn't get a chance to get as much together from the power clips as i wanted to but maybe that's for the best because uh because we know now that uh, all of the power stuff is taken off of, uh, of of the YouTube channel and stuff. Rob uh, secretly has them all on some hard drive somewhere, but we don't want to get NWA well, or ourselves in trouble. I, those anybody. were purchased. Those were purchased. I bought those from Maureen Tracy through the through through proper legal channels. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, no, Rob still I, buys I, DVDs I, is what he said. <laughs> DVDs. I got it on beta, bro. And true Joseph. No, I was about to say, I, I got it on beta. only because they didn't sell it on VHS. Yeah. <laughs> you had to transfer it. Rob has to take his DVDs, have them transferred over. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, we did get one video from one of our uh, friends of the show from the Nation show, uh, Joe Laban. Um, I think I'm pronouncing that right. He said it out loud on this video, and so I, I'm trying to adjust because I was definitely saying it wrong. But uh, it's a good way to start, I think, on this one. So we'll uh, we'll run his video now if I can properly do so. Uh, does it have a video track? So no, sorry, Joe, that's not going to happen right now. So. Um, all right. Well, then what I originally was going to do anyway is that uh, we all know Josephus, first and foremost. Everything Will was just talking about, and I threw this together. Let's see if this works. There's a buzz going around about the NWA because William Patrick Corgan issued an open challenge for anyone to face as champion. Friday night in Clarksville, Tennessee. His champion's gonna be there. I'm gonna go ahead and accept that challenge. We know his champion, we know Tim Storm. We've all seen the videos. We've read his article in Rolling Stone. He's a family man. He's a grandfather. He's a school teacher. The name is Josephus. Now I'm the guy looking for a little recognition, looking for a little fame, looking for a little gold. I've been studying your matches. I've been studying your matches, not the ones happening right now, but the ones in the past. I know how to be old school. I know where to look to find your weaknesses, Mr. Storm. 
Mr. Storm, the school teacher. Do you know what I am? I'm a professor. I teach at the university level. You know what that is compared to being a school teacher? It's like fine French cuisine compared to McDonald's. Mr. Storm, I have your picture right here. Mr. Timothy Storm. You know the problem with it is you kind of look like my dad. You kind of remind me of my dad. And my dad, let me tell you about him. He used to try to score six packs of beer while I was sitting in the backyard eating dirt. That's who my father was, Tim. That's who my father was, and that's who you remind me of. And I don't think you've ever faced a man like Josephus. And Friday night, you're gonna get your chance to meet the ultraviolence that you've never been looking for, Tim. You've never been looking for a man like Josephus, but he's found you. I found you, Tim, Friday night. I'm gonna knock you off that mountaintop. Well, that is how a lot of us were introduced to Josephus, at least myself. I definitely was that uh, that was my introduction to the man leading up to that match taking place at uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood between Tim Storm and Josephus. And uh, it was epic, man. And, and, and Josephus went crazy, injured Tim Storm. And uh, that was just the beginning of their feud. Yeah. Um, there is a, a whole wealth of Josephus even prior to that. I mean, this is, uh, you know, uh, Josephus talks about, and, it, and it's public knowledge. I'm not saying anything and, you know, letting people behind a veil that you shouldn't look behind or anything, but uh, about the whole father Yod concept and this and that. Uh, before Josephus was uh, Josephus the Enlightened One, he was Josephus Brody. And, uh, you know, he obviously the, the resemblance between he and the great bruiser Brody is uncanny. They both have similar size, similar intellect. Uh, I think, uh, Josephus is probably a better student than bruiser Brody was bruiser Brody. I think was kicked out of school and this and that, but Josephus was an academic and, uh, you know, so much of, of, of why, I mean, Josephus is important to me on his own merit, but so much of why he's important to me has to do with my kids, you know, like, like you guys, and uh, my daughters, all my kids have been raised in a wrestling household. We've had wrestling our whole lives. And um, one of my great friends on earth is the nature boy, Paulie. We're actually next door neighbors. He lives right down the road. And, uh, and we would book Josephus to come in at the time he was married to Benita and they would come in and they just had this great, great look and just really enigmatic personality and, and all that. And I remember Piper was so little at the time she was afraid of him. Uh, but the talks that we'd have back there, uh, behind, you know, behind closed doors, I remember we'd book Raven Raven was booked one night and Josephus just admired Raven so much. And I remember them having such a great conversation. And, um, but he was so, such an academic and such an intellect and, and, uh, you know, most of our conversations that we had behind the stage had, had nothing to do with wrestling. It was just about, you know, philosophical issues and this and that, but, uh, um, I wanted to point out that Josephus, let's not forget, Josephus is a former NWA champion, not an NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, but he did hold uh, the NWA Southern Heavyweight Championship, the Saw version of the title. 
And uh, when you look back at this particular championship, this is a championship that dates back at least to uh, 2010. And some of the men that have held this are Tennessee mainstays, like guys like Chris Michaels. You're going to like this name, uh, uh, Gary. Hammerjack <laughs> held this championship. Lone Star, uh, Alex Shepard, guys at uh, Wolfie D, people that are in this. You know, uh, you saw you saw Danny Dills there behind the microphone. He's a, he's a tried and true guy, very steeped in the tradition in Tennessee. Some of my really good friends, again, Paul Lee, Lex Lee, Kevin Kaufman, these are guys that have worked with him. Uh, uh, Gary Valiant, who we guys we saw together in Grimsley, Tennessee, um, uh, when we went up to uh, uh, to see that show. Uh, Shane Williams, King Shane Williams, who was in a world championship title match against uh, against Nick Aldis. But Josephus Brody defeated Gary Valiant for the title, and he defeated Cliff Compton for the title. Or excuse me, uh, yeah, Cliff Compton for the title. Crimson has held this particular version of the title. Um, it's, you know, Hot Rod Biggs, uh, Chase Owens, Jason Kincaid, Lance Erickson. You've got a lot of names that have held this championship. But before we ever got to the enlightened one, uh, the Father Yod-inspired version of Josephus, which was many of our favorite version, uh, Josephus had already established a footprint on the wrestling world. And it was like he was born to do it. You know what I mean? No, I mean, he, he just... It's so weird. I, I can't imagine. How much do you know, like, about how he just, I don't know, just, like, how did he stumble into pro wrestling is what I would want to know. You know, like, he he just, just interesting that that a guy with this, again, this is not meant as an insult, but like you said, just a, the, the intellect, that sort of thing. I mean, you even look at a guy like you could see why he and William Patrick Corgan are friends, like, similar uh, in their, their style of intellect, their interest in poetry and books and just just this knowledge that's not usually what's attributed to professional wrestling and and then you get into professional wrestling and you find out a lot of these guys are are this way but uh it's just interesting to know i mean i don't is it just that he was just uh six foot three and 280 pounds <laughs> no i mean he he was we we've had this conversation um he was always a real that and we've said this on some of our other you know productions and publications and and podcasts and whatnot I think wrestling appeals to the whole spectrum of people, but you know, we, we, we think of, and again, this is not meant in an insult at all because we're all wrestling fans here, but wrestling has this perception because of the way it's presented and because of the caricatures of it, that it's some kind of like crass, uh, really low life form of entertainment, but you, you have to, it's wrestling has always appealed to very educated, learned people who are interested in literature and philosophy. I mean, we have a whole one and a half hours just talking about wrestling as philosophy and uh, as literary genre. And that's always appealed to uh, Josephus, who's always been an intelligent person and driven by intellectual pursuits. But he grew up a fan of Jerry Lawler of Mid-South Wrestling. Obviously, at some point, he crossed paths with Dirty Dutch Mantel. And, uh, uh, you know, it did not hurt, certainly, that he was you know, nearly seven feet tall and weighed a zillion pounds and had that great look. And, uh, obviously the creativity and all those various tools that he carried. But, uh, you know, he was, he was a wrestling fan from very early memory. And, uh, and he always respected the sport as, as, um, as, uh, performance, you know, as again, as literary genre. Well, one of those, uh, documentaries that I was watching on YouTube earlier today, he actually says, and I don't, I don't know 
if this is truth or if this is like a character story, but um, he, he said that he got in, he, he actually started wrestling because he and his brother were going to write like a screenplay or something about wrestling, about wrestlers or something like that. And he had, he thought, well, I might as well like train to get a good idea of like what it's actually like. And then he just ended up doing it. So, I mean, you know, I, I, that's not outside the realm of possibility for a guy like that who, you know, is there because he wants to create art, you know, he wants to, to, to be the, the realist representation of that if he's going to create, you know, something uh, and have that integrity. So I thought that was an interesting, interesting story. Very interesting. And uh, I'll give a moment here to just some of the emails that we got just uh, quickly, just to throw those in the middle here. We got um, one from Tony Purcello, uh, who says, super creative guy. We drove to high spots from Nashville, shot all the Danny Deals commercials. Oh, I think this is Danny Deals. Yeah, sorry. I just It just hit me. Uh, so that's why I had this one open, because you had mentioned Danny Deals being in that clip. And uh, he said, yeah, super creative guy. We drove to high spots from Nashville, shot all the Danny Deals commercials. Drove back the same day and cackled the whole way listening to David Hasselhoff songs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was uh, thanks for that memory, Tony. And uh, also worth mentioning here, our Linda Lane Martinez. I saw you in the chat earlier. Um, she says here, uh, thank you for dedicating today's show to Joseph. I look forward to tuning in. If you can, please promote Joseph's last interview he did on February second, twenty twenty one, with his close friend at PDX. PDSMIX on Twitch. His fans will love and appreciate this interview as he was so many other things besides being a talented and beloved wrestler. Joseph was a dear friend of mine. I was blessed to have known him the past few years and his friendship breathed new life into me. I will never forget him. My condolences to his entire family and friends and fans mourning his passing. Thank you, Orlinda. Yeah, that, that, that's an episode of, um, and I think Lavi, uh, our good friend Lavi from Italy, um, shared this. This is the um, this is the beard show, you know. And he talks about uh, you know some of the great bearded men in history, and it's a great show, man. And they they talk about all kinds of things, and film comes up. But uh, gosh, man, I love this interview, and I've got it. But uh, what I love is that there's a point where I'm, you know, he he told me that it was going to be on there, and I was like, man, I'm not going to miss this for anything. And I, I was in there, and at one point in the show. Uh, and I don't, Lord, you know, I'm not trying to make this about me at all, but this is just something that like touches me. Like at one point in the show, the host asked, who is this Rob Stinson guy? And gosh, man, he said, that's my friend from wrestling. <laughs> you know, he called me his friend and uh, I love that, man. Yeah. It's a beautiful story. Uh, the, there, the, so many of you guys sent uh, comments and had things to say about uh, Joseph, and and we appreciate every bit of it. And uh, I'm I'm hoping that a lot of these I can kick them into gear to uh, play. But uh, let's see if we can pull up another one here real quick. A couple of days ago, wrestling lost one of its brightest stars, in my opinion. Joseph Hudson, a.k.a. Josephus, a.k.a. the question mark, was one of the best and brightest characters in wrestling that I've seen in a very long time. Um, this is very hard for me to do because I really, really enjoyed the character of Josephus, the, the twisted cult member, and even more so the question mark with his Mongrovian karate. 
Um, this has been a hard week for everybody. Um, wrestling lost a great entertainer, but the world lost a father, a friend, and a loved one. Um, this was really hard for me to do. I didn't think it would be this hard for me to say something. Um, I just want to say rest in peace. We love you and thank you so much. Um, I wish I'd have gotten to see you in person. Rest in peace, man. Thank you for everything. And that is uh, James Lawrence, uh, lifelong hashtag NWA fam member. And, uh, and despite how he sounded there, very picky about his wrestling. So if uh, Josephus managed to win him over, then, you know, he was doing something right. James Lawrence don't play around. And, and comedy characters are definitely not even usually his thing. But see, he got into the question mark as well. So that's, that's, that's the power of what Joseph Hudson was doing there in the ring, I think. Yeah, James Lawrence is not picky. He's refined. He's got a very is what refined, it is? selective taste. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Josephus said in that promo. It's like comparing McDonald's to uh, to to fine French cuisine. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, we'll jump uh, ahead here, and uh, I just uh, I had done a few of these things trying to get into Josephus' character leading up to that Tim Storm match and that sort of thing. Uh, it all leads into one of my favorite moments in the uh, in the NWA. But uh, before we get there, I guess we'll go to the uh, next thing. So what what eventually happens here is Josephus goes on a tear. And I, and I actually didn't get these clips, Rob. I was trying to find them in the thing. Um, but, you know, Josephus hurt his eye in one of these Tim Storm encounters, and he lost 3% vision in that left eye. And that was a very big deal to him. And so that was one of my favorite. That was the other, that, that was the other part. I remember it being like brilliant. I loved it. Oh yeah. That's uh that was, that was the very first thing that stood out. I was like, this guy's ridiculous. This is awesome. Uh, and the best William way. Patrick yep. Corrigan and just complaining about how he's, he's handicapped now. He's yeah. He's and that just goes to show you how, how much wool Tim Storm has got pulled all over your eyes <laughs> that he's convinced <laughs> you he's America's sweetheart and he's this great guy. <laughs> and all that, but then he would deliberately and ruthlessly impair this man's vision in in a world class sport where the margin of of skill level is so small that three percent is critical. So he is, uh, you know, jo Josephus is. Uh, he had a point. <laughs> he had a point. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I love Tim Storm, but he shame on you, Tim Storm. <laughs> he knows you know what you did tim you, you know, know what, what you, you did. did you know what you did i just i just remember i just remember that comment like leading me down this like thought spiral of like how do you measure percentage of sight like how is that officially diagnosed and it was just brilliant i mean it makes you think and that's the kind of stuff that's great in this sport well, uh, needless to say, uh, with with the injury, uh, basically the next steps for uh, Josephus ended up being that he would, uh, and we could always bounce back and forth, Rob, but uh, he basically ends up getting a 45-day from a suspension from William Patrick Corgan because of his abuse of Tim Storm and uh, wants a rematch with Tim Storm. But uh, anyway, we'll, we'll just uh, we'll show this clip to kind of cover some of that just to, to show you what happened.
I may have made some mistakes recently, and I had to go back to my roots, had to go back to my foundation. I had to go back to my spiritual advisor. And she is here for the next 45 days to help me remember enlightenment, to help me remember that all is a path of love. Self. It's filled with cows grazing upon the way. Nature brings us back into oneness with who we are. It's a quote from my spiritual advisor. This is because I am my own detachment. I am my own nothingness. Simply because I am my own mediator between me and me, all objectivity disappears. Being in nothingness, Jean-Paul Sartre. You see, this is what the period in contemplation has allowed me to do. I'm tapping into me again. I'm tapping into my own happiness, my own bliss. My spiritual advisor was right. This is exactly what I needed. I needed 45 days to tap into me. The spiritual advisor knows me better than anyone on this planet. I love you, Timothy. So you wanna get retribution for what Josephus has done to you. But you know what, I'm happy. I'm full of bliss, I'm full of love. My spiritual advisor knows that I love to read knows that I love to write poetry and compose music. There isn't anything that you could do, Tim, to make me leave this period of contemplation. Well, there actually is one thing you could do, one small little thing you can do. You wanna fight Josephus for all the wrongs that I've done to you. Well, how about this? I find a place for us to fight. You just have to show up. Nothing is more important to me than the NWA World's Heavyweight title. So no, no, Josephus, I will not give up that rematch, and I still want an opportunity to fight you anywhere that you want to pick. We've been to this location before. We've scouted it out. It's a place that may not be familiar to anyone else other than Tim Storm and his family. It's sacred to you, Timothy. You've embraced your family. Your little 19 grandchildren have sat on your lap in this very house. You've opened Christmas presents here. You've had Thanksgiving dinner here. This is the closest we've ever been. Because if Timothy Storm won't listen to us, won't follow our way, then maybe his, his daughter will.
Maybe his daughter will listen and want bliss and enlightenment. And I think it's time for his daughter to meet my spiritual advisor. Oh, thanks. Thanks for unmuting me. <laughs> we, Sorry, uh, you, I, I muted you because uh, during that video, we could hear you like rustling around. So I was like, oh, I'll mute you. I was trying to find a bottle opener. Just peek <laughs> behind the curtain. <laughs> um, yeah, so so we tell a lot of great stories about Josephus, but there was definitely a dark side there. Uh, as a Jedi warrior in the chat saying, uh, this got personal real quick. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, as you can imagine, Tim Storm's not going to be happy about the fact that Josephus, uh, and the spiritual advisor showed up at his daughter's house. Uh, I encourage you all. Well, as soon as you're able to again, and I'm sure that you will be, uh, when you could go back and watch the 10 pounds of gold series, uh, starting from the beginning, there is nothing wrong with that. Also, the NWA store, when it's online, um, that is also a great place. I think you can buy the whole series there, and uh, they've got it on DVD. So awesome stuff. you got to check it out. There is some good, good storytelling that you got way before Power even started. There was there was a lot of fun to be had in the NWA universe that uh, Billy Corgan and Dave Lagana were putting together there. Man, uh, I, I've always I had this idea for a long, long time to uh, to collect the uh, to compile the collected sayings of Josephus, you know, and, and put it out there because that forty five days of contemplation, man, he was putting out some of his best best stuff, man. I'm talking about that quote on the long, lonely road of self. There are cows <laughs> grazing upon the way. I mean, think about it. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> i literally what's what i love about that is if you go back into the old episodes of this podcast back when it was the this is the nwa podcast when we, we do like a, a walkthrough of the 10 pounds of gold series and that is like the go-to right at the beginning where i was like we've got to we've got to dwell on this for a moment <laughs> like this, the cows grazing along the way <laughs> Man, uh, uh, Fortson and I, Fortson and I, I don't, you know, when when Adam Rotella was on this show, he would do this. What was it called? Stranger? Was that was it was called NWA? Oh Stranger. yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, he would invite uh, fans on there, and he had fans like, um, you know, he had like a uh, uh, Sandoval, and uh, I think Don of Wrestling came on there, and he had a uh, uh, Ringside Ran RJ. Then he had me come on there. He had Wrestling Days, but. Fortson was scheduled to come on there. Fortson is a beloved member of our of our family. Of course, he's a, a, a big cricket critic of uh, of uh, strictly business, so we don't talk about that that topic. But uh, we had this whole build up to him coming onto that show, and it was built around the kingdom of Josephus. And and uh, at that point, you know, we had talked about that Tanya and I had been uh, uh, kingdomite missionaries to Mongrovia, and it, you know, and all this and. Uh, but we built this whole stuff so much so that even Josephus started interacting with us and like correcting our theology and is like telling you know telling us to to put our differences aside for the sake of the kingdom. I mean, he was like so he was having so much fun with it, you know, playing along with this fan interaction that we were doing through social media. It, it was really cool, man. 
but those well, yeah. those quotes. I don't I don't want to speak for like a lot of wrestlers and you know and I, I suppose that it depends on your 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 character too, but that is one really cool part about Joseph that he really dove in like he he relished the opportunity to live in that character and the universe he was creating and and just seemed to just really appreciate and go along with the fans that that wanted to live in it and just enjoy it with him you know uh it's it's just it's so interesting to me like the the um you know, the first time I met Dr. Rob or, or saw Dr. Rob, I remembered him at least, was his whole family showing up to the NWA power tapings dressed as uh, students of Mongrovian karate. And uh, so that 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 actually was what turned me around on the question mark. Like I was into the question mark the first time, like when he first walked out, I was I'm not going to lie. I was with the crowd the crowd that popped huge for the question mark. There's plenty of stories of that. But the um, after a while, it was like, okay, but how seriously do we take this guy? Like, it's it's kind of ridiculous, right? Right? Come on, everybody. But I don't know. Some reason, seeing Piper and Petra come in with Rob and Tanya um, in the Mongrovian karate stuff, there was a side of me that it, it like it's like it had to be reminded. Hey, this isn't just about you getting old and jaded. And uh, the wrestling you think it's supposed to be and and the seriousness and everybody's got to be, you know, just as real as possible. Like there was a part of you that started loving wrestling because of the characters that were involved in it. And uh, it's time to remember that for the next generation, too. And uh, seeing seeing you guys come in like that, it, it really like turned me back around to like, oh, wait a minute. This is this is still wrestling. This is this is what wrestling's all about really for it to survive. This is exactly what it needs as a character, like the question mark. Yeah. And like I said earlier, you know, we've, my kids, my kids have grown up with wrestling. They, they, we've, we've had it. I've been involved in the local promotions here and that I've just been really blessed to do that. You know, I'm not here trying to like tout my accolades cause I don't, I'm just a fan, you know, but that, that, that happened to have a good friend that, that let me see behind the veil, but, for Piper, you know, Petra's still young. She's just, it's its not even a concept for her yet. But for Piper, question mark was, that was her hook. Now she, by the time she was acquainted with the question mark, when the power uh, episodes started co- coming out, we would have these events. You know, we would sit down on Tuesday nights and watch this, the whole family. Then we would go in and watch Gary and Adam in the post show. You know, I mean, it was a family event. It was important to us. Piper does, she's such a sweet kid, man. And I'm not under illusions about my kids. Don't get me wrong. You know, man, my kids can be sneaky and mean and do, do, you know, they, they, they're just like any kids, but Piper's very sweet and she wants to do things with me, you know, and she, she, she's really, uh, she really digs me, man. She thinks her, her, her old man's cool. That's going to go away in a few years, but right now she thinks I'm pretty <laughs> so cool. <good> so, <laughs> so, so she, uh, uh Especially when she gets up, when she comes from the middle school up to the high school where I'm at, where I'm at, she's gonna the the the, the coolness is gonna be gone. But right now she thinks I'm the doggone cock of the walk, man. You know, she thinks I'm the bee's knees. So she she's into baseball because of me. But then she developed this she developed this interest into baseball. You know, so now she's a she's a huge Braves fan in her own right, and she likes to get Braves shirts and she loves to watch it. She likes to go to the to the Chattanooga lookouts here locally. With wrestling, she's reveres. Like she reveres Nick Aldis 
uh, Ric Flair, Thunder Rosa. She, when we talk about them, she's like, whoa, what? Question mark, though, was her hook. Like, question mark was the one that let her real. That's the thing that, that, that opened her mind up to the fact that wrestling is this whole world outside of the community of Chattanooga, Tennessee. You know, that was the thing. And she really, something about it, man. Like, the fact that he was this Mongrovian karate expert and you know this this phenomenal warrior but he was also very you know he had this comical aspect about him and he all this this real gentle aspect too you know that was like you could tell you know as far as mongrovians go this was a pretty cool guy this is a pretty good good guy he was a good guy he, he had a sense of honor and all that and that really hooked and so when we when we you know when we got our first power uh tickets the whole idea of going in as uh as uh as Mongrovian students, that was her idea. It wasn't my idea. She was like, what if we went up and, you know, my, my wife, Tanya, she does, she's a type, she's a secondary black belt in Taekwondo. So she practices. So, you know, the, the, the gi is no, is no stranger to her. And he's, she, uh, he's not wanting to uh, tout his accolades, but you know, then he'll throw in like, and then I landed a hot wife. Who's a second degree black belt. I mean, anyway, but back to what I was saying, <laughs> Which is why none of us right. like get get say really nasty things about Rob because then he'll he'll sick his wife on us. But hundred percent. <laughs> but you know that the, she she she's like, oh wait, Aaron Stevens is wearing the same suit that uh, Tanya wears and all. That. She's like, what if we go to the? Let's go up wearing our karate gis, you know, and all that. It's like, hold on, no, no, it's karate first of all, <laughs> not karate, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not and it's not called a it's not called a gi. It's called a karate suit. <laughs> I think that's what right. what they call it. So. Very different. Uh, There's a huge yeah, difference. Big difference. So we went there, man, and that's that's how that's how Gary and I met. You know, I mean, uh, that's how Mass Fan and I met. Mass Fan and I, when I left, Maureen Tracy got me, you know, I didn't know I had a Twitter account, but what blew my mind was that we were in that uh, audience for 10 minutes, man. And I started looking, I had like six followers on Twitter, you know, whatever. And I started seeing the little notification. Maureen Tra- Tracy had tweeted the tweet that said, we have the cool, the greatest fans or whatever. And it was a picture of me and Tanya and Piper and Petra. And whatever it was, that hooked me, man. Like, I was like, wow, that's cool, man. When the NWA just tweeted us, you know? And uh, that night on the way home, Mass Fan and I had this great conversation and we became friends. And then, of course, Gary and I met and Adam. And, uh, and next thing you know, you know, it's just like, for me, you know, watching this, watching something that I always respected and revered. Like I said, we, we revere this, the, the, the NWA in our house is reverential. That was from a distance being in the power tapings and through what, you know, what all of us was doing, it brought us up close. It, it made us feel like a family and, and people who are in this hashtag NWA fan would tell you that there is a, there is a connection there. And, uh, you know, front row, Polka Dot Pam, you know, Heather Hunley, Mass Fan, Sanival, Elder Sour, you know, not just that, but then the talent, you know, the talent that 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 embraced us, Nick Aldis, Thunder Rosa, Question Mark, uh, Tom Latimer, you know, all, you know, all the, it was just, it really, it really created a true, intrinsic, genuine family. And Josephus was right at the center of all that, you know. Well, you mentioned a, a big name there uh, that we want to give uh, uh, a moment to is uh, Maureen Tracy, who's uh, unfortunately not no longer with the NWA, but uh, she also was there at the beginning, just like uh, 
Joseph Hudson was, uh, you know, one of the first people that we met that welcomed welcomed us into what we're calling the hashtag NWA fam. And she did send us something here. And uh, so I'm going to give her a moment. We, we did promise some things from his peers. So uh, here is Maureen. This week, the world lost Joseph Hudson. Most people know him as Josephus or the question mark. I know him as one of the first people at NWA to make me feel welcome and invited. Joseph was a kind man and a gentle man, a creative genius, but most of all, a great friend and an even greater father. Seeing all the love and support on social media this past week has just reinforced that. I know the sudden loss is tragic and awful and will haunt all of us that had a part to do with NWA or in any part of Joseph's life for forever. But hopefully we can do his legacy some justice by honoring and respecting what he contributed to the wrestling world, what he contributed as a person, and just because we loved him. So thank you, Joseph Hudson, for coming into my life. And thank you for being an amazing person when you didn't have to be. All right. Well, that is uh, Maureen Tracy and uh, always forever. Hashtag NWA fam. Thank you, Maureen, for, for sending that in. Um, well, we promised some other peers of uh, of Joseph Hudson, and, and perhaps there is none more revered who could tell you everything about the question mark and why he never got a uh, championship match. Uh, but uh, let's welcome to the show uh, the champ, Mr. Nick Aldis. Welcome to the show, champ. Thank you, guys. Wow, Gary. I mean, we're really going to start there. <laughs> just had to, I'm just no, no. That was that was a joke. I just. I mean, I mean, between you and I, I remember going all, all the way back to to season one. I remember you and Rotella. I mean, we're just constantly pushing that agenda, and then, <laughs> you know, it was just. I mean, I could never, I could never walk away from it. I could never get away from your your constant beratement about uh, ducking ducking uh the question mark or indeed josephus for that matter yeah that's true yeah uh, i think i think rob's rob's head would explode if that match had ever happened uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny I, it, i'm glad that you mentioned that because it went I, I've, I've i've watched you guys the whole show and uh you know first off um i, I really you know you you guys have really succinctly uh you know, described Joseph and, and his contributions. And, you know, you've, you've really done a fabulous job of, um, of articulating, uh, you know, what he, what he's done and what he meant to a lot of us and to the, to the fans. So there's not a lot I can add to, I guess, um, you know, in terms of, uh, superlatives, but the, um, when, when we were talking, when I, what one, I forget what, what you guys were talking about, but it triggered something in my, head where I remember um, having a conversation with him about uh, like because I you know it had become you know the question mark character like just just completely exceeded everyone's expectations right and just totally kind of excelled uh, the the original plans for it which was I guess just to sort of he, you know, so like it was really just some light relief and kind of a, a bit of fun and to see, you know, see if something like that would would fly. And it was kind of like, 
like, like a lot of stuff that, that the NWA has done, it was, we were willing to sort of give stuff a chance without over, you know, overproducing it or sort of overcooking it. Right. And, and, um, and then it was just like, I shared this, uh, I shared this a couple of days ago. There was a, there was some footage of, of question mark going out to wrestle Starks and just <laughs> getting this like gigantic pop. And I, and I told the story on the, on the tweet. I remember like, because, you know, any, it, like I've, I've alluded to before, like Starks was one of the guys that I had sort of gone to bat for and been like, you know, you, there's something in this guy. So like a lot of the time when he was working, I would make sure I was sort of close by to sort of watch what was going on to hear, you know, to, to hear the feedback and stuff. And then obviously with, uh, Joseph being so close with Billy, you know, Billy took a keen interest. It meant a lot to Billy that that Joseph was having some success, you know, with a, with with wrestling because he knew how much it meant to him. And so we were both kind of standing there, like watching this. And <laughs> he walks out and just gets this, you know, road warrior pop. And I remember just standing there with just like this, this like this, not not baffled, but this like amazed sort of. The smile of like bewilderment on my face. I turning to Billy, and Billy just had this exact same look on his face. And we just look at each other like, "This is crazy!" I go, "This is fucking unbelievable!" You know, like <laughs> it's. A, but we were so like, uh, it was just we we were we were so kind of um, pleasantly surprised, you know, which is such a great thing about the wrestling business when you let something happen organically. You know, and you're not sort of over planning it. And it was like, man, how great is this? You know, that because look, um, it's no secret that that Joseph and Billy were really close, you know, um, much, much closer on a personal level than than Billy and I, you know. And uh so it's like it's tough when you're in that position because Billy, you know, doesn't want to be seen as sort of playing favorites or or um you know, going to bat for one of his friends, you know, and sort of uh, showing showing favoritism. But at the same time, he's the one who knew, like, how much talent and how much there was to offer there, you know, and that he, you know, he hadn't had a vehicle yet to to showcase it. So it's like when that pays off and and the the response is so great. It's, I mean, that was I can say, you know. That was gratifying to Billy on a on a number of levels, you know, like on a obviously on a business level, but on a personal level too, and that's okay. Like that's totally okay. And I and you know, for me, um, we've all got you know our guys like that in the business. You know, like Tom is one of those guys for me. You know, it's like I, I'm constantly like reminding him and other people, like you have no idea how good this guy is, man. Like he's you know you just you you know you you let this guy off the leash and he's gonna tear up everything and it's like and so i have a little bit of that too where it's like you know when you see him just go out and crush it and you know just sort of totally live up to his potential you go there thank god you know and it's it's gratifying um but i, I will say that with joseph you know i, I want everybody to know um that you know, the, you guys were talking about his, you know, him being somewhat of a Renaissance man, right. And having that ability to, um, you know, he's, he's well-read, you know, well-educated, you know, was had a lot of different interests. Um, 
and that carried over into his into his contributions to wrestling but you know when you guys were talking earlier about josephus the josephus character um you were and you were got you know you were kind of um celebrating the, the the fact that he was able to create so much depth in a in a character right within and tell all these stories and and really give some layers to a character like that's hard to do um when you it's hard to do without it being hokey you know it's, it's really hard to get you know a character like that right to 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 for it to not come across as too forced and too over prepared but at the same time to to have those layers that make it really interesting and different and that's the sort of thing that's really hard to do you know at any time and joseph did it twice like with two totally different characters and i have to say with very little warning you know not, not a lot of notice on the question mark concept it was kind of like hey that you know what about this and like I, I wish I knew more about that those conversations about the early days because I, I don't you know but it's like I know that it was pretty sort of spur of the moment um, you know as far and and yet there you go like Mongrovia you guys like the Mongrovian flag it was like they just he just had that that kind of enthusiasm and that mind that it was like he loved bouncing stuff off everyone and sort of you know throwing stuff out there to see how people reacted to it and stuff like that he you know he he had a fabulous mind um he really did and uh i have to you know i'm i'm not ashamed to admit that it took me a minute uh, in the early days to want uh, to really see it to understand because look in our business it's tough because you know especially with someone like me once you've been around a bit it's kind of like you have a you have somewhat of a cynicism about you so you kind of go, well, if I haven't run into this guy, then, you know, how good is he kind of thing? And I dare say that I probably had a little bit of that early on, but I was, you know, open mind. I always like with, you know, I think, think everyone can see that with, you know, with all of us, with the NWA, we all sort of approached it with an open mind and we all sort of said, hey, let's, you know, let's commit to it and, and do our best with it. And yeah, like pretty, pretty soon I started going, okay, like, yeah. I, I I see it. I get it. I, you know, and, and um, yeah, and that's just and that's just me celebrating him on a um, professional level. I guess you know that doesn't even scratch the surface of uh, of, of Joseph Hudson on a personal level. I'm curious because uh, you know when you when you look at the early days of like Lightning One you've got the key players, the big players were you and Tim Storm and uh, Josephus and uh, Crimson was a big player in those days. Uh, would, would there have been, uh, you know, and I, I don't, I don't know how question mark would have played out in this, but do you, do you envision that at some point down the road, there would have been a, you know, I mean, would Josephus have won the title at some point? I, I, I don't know. I mean, because, you know the the question mark was like like i said it was i don't i don't know if there was i don't know if they had mapped out a sort of timeline for the question mark or whether it was just gonna be oh let's you know try it for a season just to do something different or whatever i i really don't know but 
everyone knows that it just took on a life of its own and then it was sort of like i know he dabbled a little bit back with the with the josephus character but i mean look anything's possible and i know that like again somewhat tongue-in-cheek back in the rotella days i mean rotella freaking loved this guy and uh he but he was you know rotella would always sort of he was always lobbying for a question mark title shot you know and and obviously that was a somewhat sort of polarizing opinion but you know i remember having a conversation with joseph about it and sort of going you know it's not yet because it's like the time isn't right but i was like somewhere down the line like you just there just might be this you know what i mean there just might be the right moment for it like you, you know is that's the sort of thing that you've really got to time just right and and uh all the circumstances have to be right and and you know but i was but i even i was starting to sort of come around on the idea that you know maybe maybe there is like something you know maybe there is like a little sliver of a of a something of a, of a hint that we could do something you know so and that's just a testament to how well received that character was because at the end of the day look i'm business you know so i was kind of like well if I, like I, I, again like i said if you can make it work if you can get all those sort of if you can get all those pieces on the board right where you need them i mean i was just thinking of the pop you know what i mean i was thinking of the of the sort of what if kind of um you know scenario so it was like it was definitely there and you know the thing with with this business is the really the, most of the good ideas start there you know and and it's kind of like they always they they usually start as a sort of little flicker in the back of your mind where you sort of go okay and you kind of you sort of trust your instinct where like if it, if it, if that flame doesn't go out then we'll have to like look at this properly and that's kind of where it was it was like a it was a flicker of flame you know what i mean it was going on in the back of my mind i'm curious about him um just one of the things that interests me is you know rob touched on you guys being uh at the very beginning there's tim storm there's josephus and then nick aldis comes in and in the middle of this tim storm josephus viewed uh, aldis gets placed in there and you you guys end up uh, you have a triple threat with like crimson and you and and josephus and all of this stuff but anyway the point i'm getting to is that um as as things start to pick up steam and we're seeing the news now and i'm not you know going to touch on this too much but as the nwa is likely to reappear very soon um you know it's it's tough seeing these these folks that have have been there the whole time that yeah um you know and then here's here's a it's almost you know i don't mean to make it a weird saying, but like a fallen soldier, you know, like in yeah. this battle yeah. to, to make the NWA uh, a big deal. Um, yeah. Anyway, I just, uh, it's, it's gotta be hard as, as Yeah. I mean, look, and, and I want to, I want to make the point here that obviously in all of this, uh, you know, the loss of, Joseph Hudson as a contributor to the NWA is lowest on the list of priorities when you're talking about how sad this is and what a tragedy this is. Um, but, you know, I understand that, uh, 
you know, we're, we're speaking to his fans and we're speaking to our fans at the NWA. So it's obviously it's relevant, you know, on this. But I just, you know, I, I know that you guys all know that, but it's like, so it's not like I've been sitting there going, oh, God, this is terrible for business, you know, <laughs> like, you know, this is terrible right, for the company. Right. Like, you know, it's like, that's not even really entered my. I don't think anybody in this room would no, think no, that. No, no, I know. And I'm just, but it's like, it's funny because it's kind of, it's sad now because it's like, it's just hitting me and during this conversation, do you know what I mean? Like, that's, that, that's the first time where I've really thought, yeah, God, it's really, I, you know, and I know I wrote about it in my um, tribute to him, I wrote on Instagram, that, you know, just because I want, but it was more about, I wanted people to really understand how much he contributed to, to the brand um i'm wearing my I'll tilt the camera now i'm wearing my uncle tony tony forks waffles and tire irons shirt in uh in honor of joseph because he produced that commercial you know th those retro commercials that were such a sort of cool and unique element of of the show early on and such as almost like a cult hit by themselves like the tony fork one was i mean i had people i remember some of the some of my some of my friends in in England who are sort of casual fans at best, but they had checked it out because I was on it or whatever, and then they've gone, "Oh my god, the Tony Fork like waffles and tire irons commercial is the best thing I've ever seen," you know, and like Joseph, uh, you know, that's the I, like when I really think about my sort of experiences with him, um. My pers my personal ones with him probably uh, somewhat replicate yours, Rob. You know, in the sense of like we we talked about, you know, our kids and like I said in my post, you know, the last time I saw Joseph, he was he was in my kitchen. He'd come over um, to because uh, you know he we we're both in Tennessee and he had come over to I forget I can't remember whether it was to borrow a piece of equipment or to drop off a piece of equipment. He had bought one or the other, but like. We were just hanging out in the kitchen, just like chopping it up and catch up. And, and at least half of that conversation was him telling me about all these plans he had for his son's room. Like, I'm going to get this and I was going to go and see if I can find a, some retro something or other and like refurbish this. And like, oh, and I was just, and I just was like, man, you make me feel lazy, <laughs> you know, because it's like he's going to all this effort just to, you know, to, and you know, his face just lit up. With the you know when describing sort of the stuff he wanted to do for for Soren you know and uh, um, yeah that's um, that's uh, <clears throat> yeah that's the, that's Joseph Hudson do you know what I mean um, but yeah aside from that you know the the real um, <laughs> the most of the stuff I think about with him is it puts a big smile on my face because he he's you know he was funny as hell like one of our little i'll share this i don't think i've ever talked about this but one of our little sort of you know with with certain people in your life you kind of have little jokes like that that you know that you just have with one person right like you just have one like a certain thing that you just kind of do with one person but like and this was i mean this was this was done with absolute love and respect but one of our sort of ongoing jokes that we had with each other was we would always we were always making old jokes about tim <laughs> like that was like one of our little things like we would just randomly like he'd just randomly text up every now and then and be like um 
you know it might it, it might be like it, it usually it usually involve a picture of something really old and then saying hey look it's tim's first book you know or like <laughs> you know tim's first car like i know that for a while he, there was we had like a group chat going on with like uh with with basically anyone involved in the company and i'm pretty sure like <laughs> joseph started started throwing those in there too just like it was just this like i think because <laughs> Like in those early days, like you said, Gary, with the, the ten pounds of gold and everything, it's like that you had those three personalities that were sort of the focal point of the show, and they were all completely different, but they were all basically extensions of our real personalities, which is why they were like you guys said, you know that that character, you know. I don't know whether it was one of you guys or someone in the chat, but I saw someone make a good point where they said, you know, a character like the Josephus character, if it's done wrong, you know, can really be an eye roller. Like you can really see it and you go, oh God, this, you know, if it's it, because, because the person doing it has to be able to convey it, you know, with their eyes and their, they, you have to believe it, you have to feel it. And, and that's, and the reason he was able to do it was because it is, you know, it is somewhat of an extension of, of the real guy. Like he, he, you know, he was kind of lovably weird. Like Trevor Murdoch called me, you know. I mean, I've had, we had all had all kinds of phone calls, which again, a testament to how well liked he was. But Trevor was one of them, and you know, he was saying that, like, you know, God, he was so funny, man. He was like, he was he was such a weirdo in the right way, you know, like you know, because he just was sort of funny, weird, you know, like or he, you know, he would just. You'd walk in, you never knew what he'd be doing next. He was, he might be like playing piano or like reading some giant book or sort of, you know, dressed in something, you know, crazy. And, you know, he'd have, and then immediately he'd have like a whole thing to tell you about it and whatever. He was just, he was eccentric. And like, God, we need more eccentric people in pro wrestling, man. Like, that's like, that's what the business is all about. And like the, I think we bonded, you know, obviously because we both, he had already, had, he was already very tight with Billy and obviously I've become tight with Billy based on, you know, us working together on this and, and really being committed to it. Um, but I think we sort of bonded in this other weird way because we were, the, the whole, the unique thing about that period was that we, we were both enemies of Tim, you know, like it was yeah. like, and that, and his, his sort of, uh, rivalry with tim was the thing that allowed me to then go off and do the oldest crusade because it was kind of like we couldn't just you can't just go okay well i'm going to go and defend the title now against a bunch of people like we get tim storm like you had to sort of you know tim had become like a huge deal like with you know with the audience and they were you know so it was like it was perfect because it, it now it, you know now we had two great things to cover like this one rivalry between Josephus and Tim and then me going and defending the title, you know? And I think that's the, probably the bit that, uh, uh, historically, you know, I guess doesn't get acknowledged enough is that I think the thing that, that captured people's imagination with, with the NWA in the, in the early days was the combination of the two. Like it was, me doing the doing the crusade and and going to all these different places and defending the title and kind of documenting it in a sort of way that had never really been done before 
but then you had this other thing which was because that's you know that's pretty dry like it's 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 exciting and it's interesting and it's different and it's sort of got a unique flavor to it but it can be kind of dry if that's the only thing you're doing because it's a very sort of sports based kind of feel and a very sort of um you know serious like it had to be but so then you've got this other thing which is totally the other end of the spectrum but still executed really well and you know i think like we sort of we all we all bonded you know the, those you know myself and tim and, and and joseph you know i think we all shared a little bit of a stronger bond than a lot of the other nwa guys because of that because we we sort of knew like we we're the ones who turn chicken salad into you know chicken shit into chicken salad do you know what i mean like we're we're the ones who really kind of made something out of nothing you know or or not something out of nothing but we we tried a very we tried something really different like and and made it work and that kind of helped sort of create the foundation for for what we were able to build on from there what's funny to me is just hearing you talk about him and uh and I don't want to keep you forever champ we're we're grateful for your time but the uh you know you mentioned early on just like his relationship with Billy and Billy not wanting to play favorites and yet we hear the like constant stories over and over again about like uh Joseph and what he helped create as far as the commercials the foundations of the NWA as it is right now these sorts of things and yet he's probably I guess also aware of the line he walks with he's best buddies with Billy Corgan and um but you know to tie this in I mean you 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 you're you're good enough to give us your time here and I mean we appreciate that but there were a lot of people we talked to and and some folks just didn't they weren't ready to talk about it or they they didn't feel like they wanted to be live or Right. Whatever. We got some videos and that sort of thing. But anyway, the the big thing that I heard over and over and over again uh, from everybody, they were like, just know that he was too good for this business. Like he was too yeah. friendly. He That's was too true. he was too humble and nice. That's true. And it seems like this business requires you to have like some sort of ego, you know, like to to make it like you said, even coming in that like if I haven't run into this guy, that who is he, you know, that sort of thing. Anyway, I was right. just wondering if you could speak to that a little bit. Yeah, well, look, yeah, they're they're right. That's that's the sad truth is that um, you know, if he if he if if he had been five percent more of a prick, like he he you know he may have been able to you know not saying able to but like that that might have been the thing that yeah but you might have seen more of him you know in other places but it's like he he had no interest in in that he had such good karma on his side you know what i mean um uh I, and yeah look the i don't want to i don't want to over you know he was he was very close with billy um but, uh, you know, like I said, I, I want to reiterate the fact that, you know, there there are other guys who, who are tight with Billy also who didn't, you know, who, who weren't, folk, you know, who weren't featured on the show. So it's like it was, it, it was, but it was more of a thing of he had, it's a little bit like being, it's sort of like the thing you hear about a lot with second generation wrestlers. They have to sort of sometimes it, while on the surface, yeah, they might have got through the door. A bit quicker, a bit you know, a bit more easily than others. Like they have to work twice as hard once they're in there to sort of to work past that stereotype of nepotism and you know, uh, sort of and and almost pay their dues all over again. And that was definitely 
some of the things. Not that you'd ever know it with Joseph. Like that here's a like I, I that's why I want to make a point to acknowledge um some of the stuff he did, like that he he did the Retromania commercial that I did, you know, again, which was like something that people loved and like that helped me. Like that that helped me out, you know, much more than it helped him out. But he just loved creating. Like <laughs> I remember when we shot that, we had a blast. Like we, he came to my, he came to my house, and we put the, he just put a big green screen up, and it was. I mean, I'll say it. I don't give a shit. Like it was late. It like he, I, I, I want to state for for the record, Your Honor, he was not partaking, but I was, I was, I was partaking a little bit of herbal medicine. You know. What I mean? <laughs> So when you so, so the next time you see that Retromania commercial, <laughs> just know that some of the uh, some of the creativity was, uh, you know, may have been inspired by some uh, natural remedies. You know what I mean? That, but um, that was not acting. Nick we was just like, being himself, that, and that Joseph whole, filled in the rest. Dude, that whole that whole shoot was just done on the like. Hey, what about this? You know, like, and he would, but. 90% of the ideas were his and then I would just sort of execute them like however you know what I'm saying like my in my own way and he would be like what if you're like playing a game and like you can't do it you know or, like what if you did this and he's gonna, he goes like <laughs> he was the guy who came up with the spin <laughs> I'm laughing just thinking about it because we, we did I wonder I wonder if uh god I'd love if we could get hold of that footage but then there were so many uh bloopers from that from that shoot where we're just like it's just saying all kinds of crazy outrageous shit that you can't that you can't use <laughs> and we would just crack each other up because he would like shout something out like what about this you know <laughs> man i had a blast doing stuff with him man he was just but that's what i mean he 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 never never once went out of his way to let anybody know oh i did that commercial like i came up with that like i shot it and, I could, and there's a lot of people in this business that would do that you know that would be quick to be like that was me i did that you know and you know meanwhile like here's here's me like constantly getting people going oh my god i love that retromania commercial or you know like and i'm going like oh thanks you know and it's like i'm going well you know there was some talented people i mean i can't say oh it was it was the question mark you know <laughs> because it's like you know you don't want to destroy the illusion but it's like this that's that's who he is man and yeah he he probably was he probably was too nice for this business uh in a lot of ways but um I, i'm you know he was he's he was taken way too soon and, and i i wanted i was i was i was uh debating on whether or not to touch on this but and i, and I don't you know i'm not getting into it too much but like i do just want to I just want to make it known to, just in case there's any I know that this is like a this is a tough thing about our business is that a lot of the time when people hear about uh you know someone passing away especially someone young uh like you know like Joseph uh they assume the worst um you know that it was something nefarious or you know self-inflicted and I just want to I'm not going in, in into into any more than that because it's not fair and it's it's no one's business but I just want to be clear that that's None of that's happened here. Like, um, you know, it was an untimely passing. It was just so, so sad. Um, and uh, yeah, it's funny you mentioned uh, Benita earlier, Rob. 
um, I I saw Bonita at the gym today. We train at the same gym, so like that was a a sort of um, sad slash happy coincidence, you know. I guess to sort of you know, but but just in, you know, if anyone's wondering, like she's doing good. She's all right. She's you know she's in shock, um, you know, but she's kind of like the rest of us, just still sort of processing that he's gone and just like damn that sucks it's horrible yeah I, I can't even imagine being one of the family members right now um we're doing this obviously close uh to to it happening and uh anyway rub you had something to say i'm sorry I jumped. oh in. no i just uh you know i just think about you know benita and and just the people that were close to him and you know again we 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 knew him as fans, you know, we knew him from afar, but just the, I don't, you know, it's, it's weird how wrestling is for when you're on this side of the veil, like how hard I didn't expect it to hit Piper so hard. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I told her and I debated about this cause I was about to take her to school and I was like, you know, guys like, you know, how many of her schoolmates are going to know that she's an NWA fan or, but it's like, they're going to know that I am and, and so, somehow it's going to get to her and I probably should tell her. So I'm like trying, I've got this like, moral dilemma on do i ruin her i almost kept her out of school because she was like so <laughs> you know it's like have you uh, you know i mean i, I saw that uh, that picture of soren uh, of uh, donovan wearing the uh, karate shirt man and it's like yeah. when you're a dad man this is this, this is i don't even know i'm just rambling here but it's like no i know you know it's like it's tough it's tough man you know? yeah yeah it's uh, um look the 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 closer you guys get to the industry the you know the closer you, the the more you'll understand that like probably the you'll hear people say oh the worst thing about the business is the travel or the worst thing about business is the, you know, the pain or you know whatever and it, i don't know i'm starting to think the worst thing about the business is is uh going to way too many funerals for a guy my age you know but anyway, well, sorry, no, I mean, sorry, I'm being a bummer, you know, but yeah, no, um, no, I just, uh, I'm just, uh, we're not trying to, you know, bring the, the real world's champ on and, uh, just like depress you. I know it's a, it's, it's, a, a, no, I, it's, that's, that's not who you're talking to today. That's, you know, I'm just, uh, I just wanted to, uh, sort of share some I thoughts think, about Joseph. You know, we can celebrate. It's it's no it's no secret here that this is a heavy loss, you know. I mean, we're all we're all yeah. bummed out for people who are yeah. very close to him. And I I had just been privileged to get to know him, you know. I mean, yeah, I, I, again, we're just fans. He doesn't Josephus never had to like talk to me. He didn't have to do that. I was content just to watch from afar, you know. But he he went, you know, just like you, champ. You never had to. You don't have to give us this time of day. You don't owe that to us. But. Uh, the NWA is so different in what you guys do. And you're just, you know, you're, you're a good guy too. And, and Josephus is a good guy. He was a solid guy and he was just, he just felt, uh, he felt a responsibility. You know, he felt like, uh, I remember he, he, he didn't like to give interviews and we all tried to get him. You know, he, uh, Gary tried to get him. I tried to get him. And he, uh, question mark was kind enough to send us that little, uh, recording for Piper. But, uh, he, I've got, like I said, I want to save this whole text chain because like, look, I don't, I don't like to talk to people and I don't mind talking to you guys. Uh, but he felt like he hated the term Mark. He's like, I hate the word Mark. 
because I said, you know, I'm just a mark man. It's like, don't say that. It's like, I hate that word. I don't, yeah. I don't. So, you know, I, I, the fans are why we do this. This is, we're not performing for ourselves. We're out here for you guys. And um, he was so conscientious and that's just a rare thing. Cause you know, yeah. like, you know, we have Paulie's a common acquaintance and I get to see, I'm privileged to see behind the scenes at a, at an independent show and the personalities, these are guys that aren't anything. They walk in there like they're some kind of big deal, you know, and, and the arrogance. And it's like, dude, don't oh, yeah. at me with that, you know? <laughs> well, his was, his was also something interesting with the wrestling side of things too. And I, I never quite got a handle it because he was going to do the movie podcast. I do the, the movie podcast and we would have conversations about movies and stuff. And he's like, he, he, he was definitely talking about like, I'll, I'll come do your movie show. But like, I just, yeah. you know, like, I don't know what to talk about with the, the wrestling one. And yeah, I think he, I think he struggled a little bit with uh, a self-consciousness in wrestling because I felt, you know, cause he was perhaps didn't, didn't was very conscious to not come across as kind of self-important and um, uh, for lack of a better term, like a mark for himself, you know, he was always kind of like, Oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I haven't done anything. And I, you know, and it was like, no, but but now you have like you, like this you're like you got over here like this is a this is a you know this is a real deal like this is a real thing you know you 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 you've got something over here and can like run with it you know embrace it like and yeah I I don't know I I think there's a part of him that never fully sort of grasped grasp that from you know as they never never wanted to really sort of embrace that and go oh yeah like i'm you know i think he it, it felt to me sometimes he was always sort of waiting for waiting for it to be over like not wait you know but always sort of thinking oh this won't last very long and we were still going like dude you, this is you've got this thing over this is really like but it, when when Obviously, look, we know it's been a it's been a crummy year for the NWA, um, but like when whenever, and it's you know obviously I'll, I'll pivot here and just thank everyone for the sort of for sticking with us, you know, and 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 keeping the faith. But like whenever that gets brought up, he's one like the question mark was one of the names that was always was always up there, you know, and it was like, I can't wait to see you again, a Thunder Rosa, a Tim, you know, the Camille and the question mark. Like it was always, he was, he had become synonymous with NWA power, you know, and I like, I hope he knew that I really do because, because he, uh, he should, he, he should have known that. And if he didn't, then that's a testament to, you know, like what we talked about that, he, you know, he's too nice for this business because, he should have known that he he was synonymous with this brand. Yeah, this is uh, really cool of you, Champ, for to to show up and share your thoughts. I know it's meaning a yeah. lot to the people in the chat to see you talking about it, and it gives the people an outlet to kind of reflect on that. Yeah, well, look, I I won't take up any more of your time, guys. I appreciate you, um, you know, doing this for for Joseph, and hopefully, it's directing everybody to the. GoFundMe that uh, that that Nancy, his sister, set up, um, which, by the way, smashed past the the goal of 15k in like two hours, which is just unbelievable. 
So fair play to everyone, like for everyone who's contributed to that. That's amazing. And that's, I know that meant a lot to Billy um, when we, we talked about it, that, that, that really meant a lot to him. And I think it's because he knew it would mean a lot to, to Joseph. Like he said, God, he would never have, again, like we talked about, but based on his personality, it, you know, he, he would never have believed that it would have performed that well so quickly. And, you know, now it's like more than doubled the target or whatever, and it's just, you know, still climbing. So unbelievable. So good job on that, everybody. And thank you so much. Yeah, now we meant to bring, I, I, I was meaning to bring that up constantly during the stream. Now it is scrolling by there. If you see it at the bottom of, in the ticker there, we created like a little link to it there, but definitely uh, last I looked, it's like over 30,000 now. And then the goal was 15. So hey, great. one last thing before you go, champ, I, I had to mention, I know you've been listening tonight. We, uh, we, uh, <laughs> let, let me out of here, Rob. <laughs> I, I just had to point out. He's that, drained uh, now. <laughs> we, I'm so like, I've been listening to, we, we went up to Bristol last night, my brother and I, and the last couple of weeks I've been listening to some of the things that we put out here in the last week. And I'm just like, in light of what's happened this week, I'm like, man, Josephus comes up all the time in our conversation. And it just so happened that we did a, a house call episode on your 10 greatest championship defenses. And as it happens, we rated the, uh, the triple threat match between you, Josephus, and Crimson is one of your top 10 greatest title defenses of oh, all wow. time. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. The plaques yeah. in the mail. That's right. <laughs> the plaque's coming. <laughs> what about, hold on, what about, I mean, forget the plaque, what about royalties? I mean, you do, you're doing it in, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, making all that, making all that YouTube money, you're doing, and you're doing entire shows about, just about be like title matches I've had now, Rob. <laughs> interesting that's a good point Gosh, we've been man, playing out clips today too so we're going to be dealing with I, with some of this eventually i would say i, I would say yeah uh, don't worry just in in lieu of in lieu of my royalties make a donation to joseph's gofundme but i i'm sure that you already have i know you are, so. <laughs> oh yeah yeah i've definitely been there already he's, so he's, he's putting some of that stinson money you know what i mean yeah he had that <laughs> nobody's donating like stinson donates so. <laughs> He 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 uh Venmoed that in from his yacht. So he's probably he's, he's probably he's probably the reason it went past that 15k in in such <laughs> a short time. Maybe we found it down the back of his couch, you know. <laughs> right. No, that's hundred percent in. I'm I'm glad even even the champ knows. So yeah. All right. Well, All thank right. you for your time, sir. We appreciate you. Grateful uh for you for you hanging out with us and all the fans that are here talking right now and enjoying hearing your side of things. Yeah, no worries. All right, peace out, guys. See ya. Nope. <laughs> I was going to remove him, but... <laughs> hey, I got something nope. for you, Will. They're a, pack they're a package deal. Will, I got something for you. What is that? He was try He's trying to hand it oh. up to you. Oh. He's oh, trying I'm to sorry. do the trick. Um, sorry. Oh, wait, it's over here. Oh, I got it. Okay, thanks. Uh, yeah. The glass changed. <laughs> I will say the champ, uh, great job on the champ to bring up the GoFundMe for Joseph Hudson, his family. They they needed the goal to hit 15 grand to cover expenses that were going to be incurred because of this whole situation. Beyond that, I, I believe they had mentioned they were going uh, to 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 throw into a trust uh, for his son. And uh, they are well beyond that now. But if you haven't already, we created that small link, bit.ly slash josephus fund um but it's also 
and our Twitter, you can find it there. Um, and just you can just even type in Joseph Hudson GoFundMe into Google, and you can find it there. Um, there was an update actually since we've been on the air today from his brother, and uh, I thought this was very interesting. So I guess I'll just take a second to read that. Um, he did, um, for what it's worth, post up this picture here, and uh, he says, uh, I would like to express my eternal gratitude for all the love and support shown for my younger brother, Joseph. No one could have been more shocked than myself when I went to the emergency room last Wednesday night thinking I was going to be picking him up from what I believed would probably be a minor injury, only to be told that his heart had stopped and he could not be revived. This was shocking considering anyone who knew him also knew that he lived a very straight-laced life. He didn't drink or use any type of drugs whatsoever. Up until that point, I actually saw up until that point that I actually saw him, I believed there had to have been some type of mistake. Nobody was closer to me than Joseph in this world, and I on, I can honestly say the same is true for him to me. It's not easy to summarize what Joseph meant to me. He was always supportive of anything that I did and had the power to convince me that I could do things that I thought I could not. When my daughter was born, he was as excited as I was and always treated her as his own. Joseph put the well-being of his son before anything else in life. As children, we would wrestle each other on the mattress, pretending we were our favorite wrestler while imitating the commentary of Jesse Ventura, Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby Heenan, and Vince McMahon that we had seen on the television. When he first told me he wanted to go to wrestling school, I was at first skeptical, but then quickly realized he was a natural at getting a reaction out of the crowd. Over the years, he would let me know about all the wrestling legends he had had the privilege of meeting and working with because he knew I would be as excited as he was. Even in the tragedy of his life being cut short, I can speak for him and say that he can be happy about the positive impact he had on so many people. I did not want this to be too long, so I will end it with a quote from one of Joseph's and my favorite movies, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. In Spock's dying breath, he says, I am and shall always be your friend. I believe that's what Joseph would say to all of you right now. And as Spock is launched into space to continue his journey, Dr. McCoy says he's not really dead as long as we remember him. Unfortunately, because of COVID, we're unable to have a reasonable public funeral service at this time. There will only be a small service for immediate family. After he is buried, we are possibly going to try and have some type of graveside gathering for him. I will try to give updates as they are available. Eternal love and friendship to you, Seth Hudson. So that is from uh, Joseph's brother there. Uh, for anybody who hadn't seen that, I just wanted to read that. Um. I guess I'm going to, I just to try to, we'll, we'll take you on a roller coaster of emotion, I suppose. So um, a lot of people had mentioned one of their favorite Josephus moments in the chat was from the uh, culmination of that Tim Storm feud. Uh, there was an empty arena match. So uh, we'll take a look at that real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, you are looking at an empty impact zone at Universal Studios Orlando, Florida. This deemed the site of the empty arena match we are about to see. Here he is, Tim Storm, about to make his way to this matchup. It 
Introducing his opponent at this time, making his way to the ring from the Mojave Desert, weighing in at 285 pounds, this is Josephus. Josephus making his way to the ring. It's an empty arena match inside the Impact Zone. Hello, everybody. It's JP, Jeremy Borash, on loan from Impact Wrestling. And check out this photograph. My guest, of course, Sam Shaw. Sam, that is the spiritual advisor, and we are up and running already in this empty arena match. Oh, my goodness. Sam, this will hot start here. Certainly been a matchup that we have seen building, and so much bad blood between these two, and this is the matchup to settle it. This is to decide who gets the next NWA World Heavyweight Championship title shot, and Tim Storm going to work on Josephus on the ramp and right down the ramp, and look out. We are off and running here tonight. Spiritual yeah, you know, advisor. just seeing. Given to Tim Storm at the hands of Josephus made pale in comparison to so far what we're seeing now. Steel chair right across the pack. Oh, wow. And now, sizing him up once again. And you hear the crack, the thud of that steel chair echoing an empty impact zone. Oh, man. Where's your spiritual advisor? You asked for this. I didn't want to give you this. I didn't want to make an example of you. Look at this. I didn't want to show the world what I could be. This is what... You Damn Storm clearing out the first row. That's what you The second row chair is just being thrown up. This has been an absolute molly. Pounds at Gold Series, and we got to know him. We got to know what he's all about, a family man. And one thing we learn more than anything else through this. Well, look out. Chairs are coming in the ring now. Have you ever seen a school teacher flip out like this before? And there she is, the spiritual advisor whispering in the ear of Josephus. And certainly after we saw that period of contemplation and serious... No, 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 you don't deserve to call me that. Look out now, into the corner with the chair! Corner with the chair, even the hair is stuck in there. Oh, what's he got there? What is this? Sav in your eye? Oh, it's the Sav. Let's retribution. For 100%. We talked about the retribution. Oh, Went for the Sav in the eye and a low blow kick to the nether regions. Paul for the can, par for the course. Josephus sets up the chair. Wait a minute. The Sav again, right in the eyes, blinding Tim Storm. As you see the blood start to trickle down the shoulder of the former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And now, with a chair set up in the middle of the ring, Josephus climbing his way to the second no. rope. Oh, no. Look out. Dangerous situation. Storm able to fend off Josephus. No, 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 no. Josephus goes for... Attempt at showing Tim Storm. And, oh, there's a chair in the middle oh. right across oh. the ladder with a bad landing. And oh. 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 Tim Storm's hurt. 
Tim Storm, we're gonna, Tim Storm is gonna need medical attention after that fall. Fell on the first ladder, rolled right off it, right onto the second ladder. I fear this is it. Two, and Josephus is victorious. Josephus got what he wanted. Josephus! How on earth? How on earth was Yeah. It's gonna be a party. We still have a Tim Storm wrestling right now. Man. It's gonna be a party. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that in the chat. People were just like, man, that was a that was a big fall from Tim Storm there at the end. I'm a freaking uh, teacher. (laughs) God, that was that was inside of Tim Storm. We had not seen. Oh, when he's delivering those chair shots and everything on Josephus there at one point, like uh, that I also was love how the bottom. Also love how the chair said TNA. It was just a fun little, like on the bottom <laughs> spray painted. <laughs> but yeah, front row uh, pointing out Dexter Loomis doing commentary there along with uh, JB Jeremy Borash. Yeah. So uh, there he is, the early days of the NWA. Uh, just uh, cool to see. Oh, let's see here. Let's uh let's jump to one more here while I'm on a roll, and uh, let's go to Billy Trask, who uh, is the director for NWA Power. Joseph was a very warm, very strange individual in the best way possible. Anytime on Power during the ad breaks, you saw an ad that was like some weird fever dream, and you're like, "What was that?" That was usually Joseph. That was just his sort of humor and sensibility. And when the question mark initially debuted and we heard, you know, how rabid the fans got for this guy that they've never seen Russell before, like the control room just fell into stunned silence. It was really a great moment and it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. And uh, the NWA is not going to be the same without him. Whoops. Whoops. I don't know how that started auto playing, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I can watch Tim Storm take that 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 hit again. <laughs> we could just we could just have a uh, just a repeat of the the nut shots that he gives Tim Storm. There. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys they never held back on each other. Tim Storm and uh, Josephus that was a that was a fun part of the the early days of the NWA. So. Uh, yeah, it's such a great, it. such a great rivalry, and 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 the champ hit it on the head just talking about the, the, uh, the polar opposites there. You know, when Josephus got thrown into the mix, and that you know that was that was it for me when I was watching Ten Pounds of Gold. I mean, it was definitely I, I wouldn't call it. Uh, I can't remember the word the champ used, but um, you know, it was kind of standard wrestling stuff until Josephus showed up. And then I actually laughed for the first time. And then I actually, there was like this depth of character and it was, you know, it just, it, it unveiled this whole new layer to the story, which we just saw with him and Tim storm. And so, yeah, that's, it's, it's cool kind of reliving this together. This is fun. I think it's so neat too, like uh, with, with 10 pounds of gold and, and the champion on the fact that you needed, you you know you needed this storyline to carry on while you know so the the champ is defending the belt you don't just disappear and now tim storms out of the title picture you've got to get him right. occupied with something but you think about like when good wrestling is done well when wrestling is done well 
that's it, man. You can't, that that's exactly right. I mean, that's so insightful and intuitive. And I think back and we've done like watch alongs of like, you know, some of the stuff that Crockett promotions was doing in 86. And it's like every story had meaning. Obviously you've got yeah. player and dusty or the horse run and whatever is going on there. But then you've got rock and roll and midnight express. You've got Paul Jones's army against Jimmy Valiant. Even if a title wasn't on the line, you were so invested and I, I, if there was an NWA fan out there, you won't find a single one that was not invested in the Tim Storm Josephus storyline, man. Now, for me, it always had like it always had championship implications because that's just how I'm hardwired. You know, I'm always thinking about the belt and all that. But, um, but for you know, this was important in its own right, just because of like you've mentioned the humor, the intelligence, the the. Uh, the threat, the philosophical threads that are drawn through there, uh, the 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 clash of personalities and backgrounds, you know, really, really good storytelling, fantastic storytelling. You just don't see it anymore unless it's the NWA. Yeah, um, Jason, uh, fight bringing up Josephus was the one who portrayed Bruiser Brody in his Dark Side of the Ring episode, so that's worth mentioning yeah. too. This these opportunities opened up for Josephus. He obviously, I mean, like Rob had mentioned early on. Uh, was Josephus Brody? That was his in-ring name. So um, he uh, he he wore that as a, a badge of pride. I think like just his resemblance to Bruiser Brody and and that sort of thing. Um, I have to read one other thing here before we get too late. I want to I want to cover this. I mean, this is a little heavy, but it is from Ron Gibson. Um, if you go on Twitter, um, his name is Sir Absurd, and uh, he actually developed a uh, close friendship with Joseph uh, towards the end there in these last few years. And uh, he uh, is very nice. I tried to get him to send in some audio of this and he's like, no, man, you've got a good voice. I'd rather you just, you read it. <laughs> and, uh, and so appreciate that, Ron, but uh, you got to do it in the, in the personality of William flag though. <laughs> yeah. Probably not a good idea for this one, but that <laughs> uh, hasn't come out yet. Has it? No, no, that so, episode uh, comes out this week, but, I believe. So, yeah, there's a plug for our our weekly history uh, audio show. If you haven't checked it out, Gary uh, has taken on some new characters that you're gonna want to hear. But anyway, yeah, I get, let's I get just say our, that we have a we have a we have a regular weekly call in guest. <laughs> 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 so, All right, but this is uh, Ron Gibson talking about Josephus, uh, and he just he just titled this Josephus. Um, he just said. Uh, after a long, painful day of scrolling through all of the heartfelt words and remembrances on Twitter for the man named Joseph Hadley Hudson, or as wrestling fans knew him better as Josephus and the question mark, I ended the night by tweeting one of his mentors, Dutch Mantel. Sorry, my, uh, my wife and my dogs are just completely ruining the moment. Um, the, uh, I ended the night by tweeting one of his mentors, Dutch Mantel. I told him that Josephus loved him, that whenever he told me stories of his early days in wrestling, Joseph always had good things to say about him, along with funny stories. When I woke up the next morning, I found that Dutch had responded with, wow, he was student zero when I opened my school. Benita, which is Joseph's ex-wife who we mentioned earlier, says uh, was number two. Joe was a special type of guy, different, and you could feel it. Very seldom in life do you meet someone like Joe. I'm glad I did. 
I'm going to miss Joseph. Dutch hit upon a major truth about Joseph. He was special. He was different, and you could feel it. Anybody that has ever met Joseph knows exactly what Dutch is talking about. I have never met nor think I will ever meet another man the likes of Joseph Hudson ever again. For whatever reason, Joseph befriended me. Maybe it was because I was such a loyal fan of his that I have for years now kept kingdomite status listed in my bio. Maybe it was because I wrote a fictional story that I dedicated to him, paying homage to his breathtaking creative spirit and unique sense of humor. All I know is that he was near the end of his NWA run and we communicated first in direct messages on Twitter, then email, and eventually we even shared late-night conversations on the telephone. He was the kindest, most intelligent man I've ever met. He made me laugh so much at times that I was near tears. Nobody had a sense of humor like him. But what was most notable about him was the, the difference that Dutch hit upon. We would talk old-school wrestling, his personal experiences in wrestling, but we also talked deeply about films, books, religion, and life in general. When I was asked to write these words you are now reading, I am still hesitant at this moment, even as I push the computer keys, to try to capture everything that this man was. What you and I saw on the screen when he was performing as a wrestler was entertaining and amazingly inspiring enough, yet still almost pales in comparison to the intelligence of the man behind the scenes. People often label someone a renaissance man these days, and yet Joseph was the closest thing to a true renaissance man that any of us have ever met. He could write, wrestle, act, create music, videos, everything and anything. During our friendship, I watched a documentary called Beauty is Embarrassing, showcasing the artist and the visual puppet character behind Pee-wee's Playhouse, Wayne White. I thought Joseph would have never heard of him, yet I told him that parts of Wayne White reminded me of Joseph's uniqueness. Joseph said it was the nicest compliment that he'd ever received in some time, to be my Wayne White, only to then show me a picture of himself with one of Wayne White's artworks in an art museum. Leave it, leave it to Joseph to always be a step ahead of me. A step ahead of the world. I thought he would have never heard of him. No, he one-ups me, and there he is, standing with an artwork with that devilish smile of his, that smile that said, I know what's going on. I know everything. And I have that picture here, by the way. Hold on, I will show it to you. It is this picture. And uh, he goes on to say, I know that none of these words are sufficient enough to even begin to encapsulate who Joseph was. I could start telling little stories like when he hung out with the insane clown posse. I could say how Joseph was a skater in his younger years and how he knew the avant-garde director, Harmony Corrine, having, having grown up in the same area, both videotaping skate footage. There are so many little stories like that, even ones that I, at first, I didn't believe, but ultimately found out to be true, that the larger-than-life man, Joseph Hadley Hudson, feels sometimes more like a myth, like Daniel Wallace's novel that was made into a film, Big Fish. Yet, it's all true. All these remembrances you will read or listen to from others will just be another fractal of the amazing universe that was Joseph. I am sorry I did not get deep into the wrestling life of who Joseph was, but even though it was initially what drew us together as friends, it was all the outsider art world that we both inhabited and appreciated that kept us talking.
It was all the larger questions of life and death and everything in between that kept us going. But even as heavy as that all sounds, I never laughed as much with any other human being before. I guess that's why I'm crying just as hard at the loss of this beautiful man. I send all my love to his family and friends that I know knew him better than I ever did. I find solace in the fact that even if it might have embarrassed him a little during our last phone conversation from his vehicle, I at least told him, I love you, man. And he responded, you too, man. And that is uh, from Ron Gibson. So a very deep, uh, like I said, a very heavy one, but um, just, just, just the impact this guy had on, on, and you're talking about just like, these are, these are fans. These are not even like his coworkers that he's dealing with in the ring. Um, all right. So we will, uh, I'll take you from that right here to my favorite personal Joseph Hudson moment. Uh, when he was, uh, after he beat Tim storm in the empty arena match, he had, uh, my favorite thing he's ever done. I just uh, always loved this. So here is uh, his celebration after the match. But you know what? Tonight I rented out an entire bar for the occasion of myself. Thank you, Corgan. Actually, tonight your name is Corgan. And you're here to serve me. Now, if I call the name Corgan, you appear. Now get out of here. The celebration is just getting underway. Everyone that I need is in this room and it's time to eat, drink and listen to my spiritual advisor. So for 25 minutes, I was beating up Tim Storm all around an arena. I single-handedly the biggest victory in wrestling history, the most one-sided fight. And you know who won? Do you know who won? Josephus won. Hey, spiritual advisor. I know you're a pure person, spiritual advisor, but I was wondering if there was any way I would be allowed, spiritual advisor, to have an impure thought, spiritual advisor. Hey, spiritual advisor. Hey, can you uh, hold this for me? I want to lay out the path that I figured out. I want to lay that out for you, okay? So here, here's you. You can see these waves of bliss and, and wonder. There's you right there. Here's me. You can see the, see the beard. It's a road that's going to lead uh, 10 pounds of gold. This is the road. This is you and me. This is the road we're on. I'm feeling some enlightenment coming to me. Gorgon, I want her to, I want her to, I want her to like me. I just, just want her, you understand? I just want her to like me. You ever had someone that you really wanted to like you? We're having a party. We're having a party. We're having a party. 
man, oh, I man. love that so much. The whole video is available. Well, well it'll be available again, but uh, it's it's all great. But those were some clips from that bar celebration, and I've never, I maybe have never loved a wrestler as much as I loved Joseph Hudson in that moment. <laughs> it's funny because, like, so I, I don't know about Will. Will's more upright but i know gary and i have both experienced moments just like that <laughs> maybe that's why i just connect to it so we much identify with it man robert you went back to the future and somebody just like yeah, hooked some your mom up with somebody you. else <laughs> you're like, you're just like disappearing <laughs> Uh, but josephus man you know again josephus did like like the champ alluded to earlier Josephus lived a clean, healthy life, man. He was, I, I guess for the best term I could think is he was straight edge. You know I mean? He didn't drink. He didn't use any substances. He was, he, he believed in taking care of his body and didn't, you know, the, the last thing the, the man Josephus would be ever caught, you know, in the world doing would be in a bar and getting hammered, you know, <laughs> and he played that so well. It's so intuitive. And so just uh, reflective of how, how, you know, naturally he picked up on things and stuff, you know? So, but yeah, we've been there, you know, been a guilty, guilty as charged. <laughs> I love, I love your view of me. I don't ever want to taint that. So <laughs> well, I'll well, let you just a few, man, we have spent a couple of the evenings together. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll not just like that for a minute. <laughs> I was spiritually, I was spiritually advising you. Yeah, I was like, I was like, uh, Will, Will, look, uh, here's here. Let me draw this for you. Here's, you. here's me. These waves. These here's are the waves, waves of bliss. <laughs> that's, that's me. That's the beard. This is this is me and you and Gary. These are the waves of bliss. This is us hitting. God, what are you drawing? Waves of bliss. That's it. What a great segment, man! You can't that. It's a new new segment. We'll do waves of bliss. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man. gosh, man! Love that guy. All right, let's uh, let's jump to another one with one of his peers here. It's the one of the last longer videos, and we can uh, round this thing off with some other fan interaction and whatever you guys in the chat want to hit before we we uh, wind it down. Of course, we'll talk more about the question mark because. Uh, Feel like we've danced around him enough we, we keep going back to josephus but that's just uh we old school and josephus was one of the ones we loved so anyway uh here's one of uh uh joseph's peers uh talking about him a little bit i've uh i've had a lot of problems turning my thoughts into words so you know we'll we'll try here see if my rambling is coherent, uh, first and foremost, my thoughts go to uh, Josephus's son and the rest of his family. But yeah, I'm a father of three, and I just, you know, the, the news like this just cuts you straight to your core. And uh, I see all these stories about what a great father he was, and I think that speaks more of the man than anything you know anybody could ever do inside or near a wrestling ring you know uh, being being a father is my number one thing and uh for that to be like the the prime message that's sent out about him i think that just shows that you know he was definitely living life the right way his priorities were order in order uh you know i 
I knew Josephus before I had met Josephus just because we had so many wrestling related uh associations uh so i his 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 reputation definitely preceded him but uh one of my favorite memories of him was uh one of the early power tapings i heard a piano and as somebody that has a hard time playing a radio much less an actual musical instrument i was instantly drawn so uh i, I kind of wandered down the hallway and there there he was just plugging away you know, making making this awesome music from from the piano, and I kind of just stayed back a little bit and watched in amazement. And uh, at one point, he kind of weaved in and out of the X Files theme, and like I'm a big X Files fan, so that you know that just double blew my mind. Uh, and he got to a point where he had he had kind of stopped, and I said, "Hey, was was that the X Files theme that that you snuck in there?" And he slyly stopped, kind of looked over his shoulder and said, I don't take requests until I get tipped. <laughs> I said, all right, man. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, you know, and I, and I told him, you know, we had a, just a brief conversation about how cool I thought it was. And he said, you know, oh, I teach music. And I was like, well, I might have to sign up for class because I'm very musically inept. Uh, you know, and then I said, well, I'm, I, I don't want to stop you. You know, what you're doing is way cooler than talking to me. So go about your business. And he starts, you know, back at the piano and I start walking away. And I was probably six or seven steps away. And I hear, doon, 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 And he, he went right back into the X-Files theme. And I thought that was, that was really, really cool. It popped me a lot. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of the, 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 the demeanor he always carried, you know. He would uh he wasn't an in your face type of of jokester, but I mean he he, he had a wry a sly sense of humor that I, I really, really appreciated. And uh you know, it's just it's it's tough to to know that when we get back to the GPB studios uh, there won't be somebody plugging away at that piano, and that uh, that that's awful. I mean, it's 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 sad. But I will say that from all of this this darkness, uh, you know, the NWA had posted when they they take the group shots. You know, they they say we are family, and uh, I. I'm so impressed with, you know, it's not just the people in the ring. It's not just the performers that are the family. It's everybody. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's the, it's the cameraman. It's the, it's the directors. It's especially the, the fans, you know, without the fans, there is, there, there was, there was none of it. You know, that's what made power so special. And to see, the, the response to this horrible, horrible loss from from people that didn't even know him at all, you know? Like, I I, I briefly knew him. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't stay at his house or anything like that. But for people that had never even really had that interaction with him to respond as well as they have and to watch that GoFundMe just exceed expectations has, has been incredible you know and i think it, like i said it speaks 
it speaks to the volume of what the we are family mantra really stands for and uh he's gonna be missed he's gonna be missed and uh you know i uh I, I want to thank everybody that that's already donated or, you know, that whatever anybody has done to try to help, you know, uh, he, he was a good, good dude, man. And you know, like I said, he's, my thoughts are with his family and, and with his son. And, uh, I just, you know, I, I want to thank anybody and everybody that's, that's, done anything to help i think it's awesome and uh I, I don't know what else to say you know josephus you'll uh you'll definitely be missed uh by a lot a lot of people and uh thank you for for giving us the time that you gave us uh thank you Uh, big word from Sal Renaro there. And so thank you, Sal, for uh, sending that in. Uh, well, guys, I mean, uh, Josie, it's weird to, I noticed that, that everybody still calls him Josephus. Like we know him as Joseph Hudson now because of the situation. But uh, even as question mark, people still knew Josephus. Like it was just, that was still his name uh, for some reason. So like that, I guess that, is a testament to the character itself that like people just that stood out. People still always hoped. I think even once question mark took off that uh, we'd round it back around to some Josephus action too. somewhere in there. You'd see something out of him. Yeah. Um, I mean, and he would like, you know, from time to time he would show up and make some kind of peculiar appearance, you know, and um, just, he had, he had told me um, in, in our private conversations that he was, you know, he wanted to come back, but he wanted two more inches of hair. I think that after the hair versus hair match, you know, he, uh, he's so the hair was very important to him. And that would just speaks to the sacrifice, the personal sacrifice that he made to the business that he was willing to go through that, you know, and, and, and do that, uh, to give us that moment, you know, but he, he told me, it's like, I got two more inches and I'm back. <laughs> so, <laughs> He would have, we would have seen him, but but he would come through, man. He'd come through like out of the blue in like that Santa suit or just, you know, yeah. Josephus. Yeah. Uh, in this picture here, this is with uh, Eli Drake, obviously, or I'm sorry, uh, LA Knight is his name now. <laughs> um, but uh, also, there pictured with him is Sherry Shaw, who is a stage manager uh, for the uh, NWA. Uh, through this whole thing and she had, and Joseph had done a lot of stuff together with Billy Corgan, like in, including a lot of performances that uh, there uh, Billy Corgan's uh, tea uh, shop and, and, or his wife's tea shop and that sort of thing. And um, she performs under the name uh, Sestaria S S T A R I A. I know I never, I'm never sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but I, uh, did put in a request with her and she was going to send in a video, but uh, she did text me today and said, I, I wish I could get my words together to say more, but I just can't right now. I want to say thank you to everyone who's shown their love and appreciation for Joseph. Thank you to all who have donated or shared the fundraiser, the support you have shown to his family and son. It's truly beautiful. 
I do not yet have the words to speak publicly about this, but please know the love and support you have shown my friend and his family means the world to me and I am forever grateful. So that is uh, from Sherry Shaw there. Um, wanted to make sure we, we mentioned that. Um, uh, there's another guy in the, um, in the uh, chat today that I, I don't want to skip over who took his time. So we'll, we'll jump to uh, Mr. Front Row here. Hey, what's up? This is Front Row from The Nation Show. Just want to send our condolences to Question Mark's family and all of the NWA family. Uh, you know, seeing Question Mark in the studio and having the opportunity to be in the crowd when he was just entertaining like no one else could. Uh, it was a special experience and he will be dearly missed. Much love. Whoops. Front row kept it short and sweet there, but I will say, uh, you know, he he in there referred to him as question mark, and and, and I know we've got to wrap things up uh, as we go along here, but question mark was a huge part of Joseph Hudson, and uh, there were there were many many, uh, you know, Nick talked a lot about it that just that that initial pop that he got. I, I remember being in the studio the day he just showed up, and everybody was just like it was a weird thing because everybody knew <laughs> like they just, they just knew who it was, but everybody uh, played with it. But I will say I did also, another person I heard from today was Chris Killian. Uh, his comedian is over at comicbook.com, but he would do a lot of crowd interaction in between stuff uh, at, at the uh, GPP studios. And he, he was talking to me today and said, uh, Yo, I wish I had like a ton of great stories to tell you, but you'll probably hear better stories from everybody else. I can say this. I'm an idiot. And I'm the one person who did not know that Joseph was the question mark. (laughs) (laughs) He said it wasn't until finally one day I walked backstage and he took off the mask and he was like, what's up, Killian? And I was like, holy crap, you're the question mark? <laughs> He's like, are you serious right now? <laughs> and uh, So anyway, I just thought that was a fun little story he gave us. But <laughs> the uh, yeah. it was fun to it was fun to keep that up. I remember even when uh, Rotel and I would be doing shows, people would bitch it in the chat. This is Josephus. That's Jose- Josephus is under the mask. And we'd always be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> there is no evidence of this whatsoever. Right. <laughs> and you know, uh, uh, you know, until this week, Piper didn't know. She didn't know that the, the two were different. And I, you know, I just had to tell her, you know, when I told her Monday morning, I woke her up and I was debating and I was like, hey, you know, I've got some really sad news. The question mark passed away. And she's like, what? I said, he, I said, she's like, for real? I was like, yeah, he, you know, he passed away. He's a man and he, uh, he just something really bad happened and, and he passed away and you just need to know that. And she, well, then, then, she, we had to relive it two days later because she didn't realize he was Josephus. You know, she's just a kid. And, and, uh, in our house, we protect, you know, we, we honor K Fabe in our house. And, you know, so I never, you know, I never, I never told her that. And, and, you know, she eventually, you know, she were older, she would have drawn the, the dot, connected the dots herself. But she, so we had to go through that a second time, you know, between over, over the course of three days. And she's like, oh, what? And it's like, well, you know, sometimes, you know, in, in wrestling, some, some people portray multiple characters and this is what happened here. And, and, uh, but yeah, my, you know, Petra, I mean, Piper didn't know, man, she, <laughs> she bought, she bought it. Uh, that's, that's interesting. 
one person, another person who was really close to uh, Joseph was uh, Thunder Rosa, uh, one of our favorite guests here. And uh, she did. Uh, she's in the chat right now and just said she wanted to stop by and say she loves her question mark and would die to sing with him and listen to his crazy stories. Uh, so we appreciate you stopping by and sharing that Thunder Rosa. Thank you for that. Um, she uh, she performed in Bristol, Tennessee last night. Um uh, wrestled uh, Dream Girl Ellie, who we have seen, uh, the three of us. We saw her in Grimsley, and it's a great match. Uh, she did a beautiful tribute to Question Mark. Um, you can sit, I think she's posted on Instagram and, and her Twitter uh, boards and um, other things, but she came out in the Question Mark mask and the Mongrovian flag and, uh, and uh, paid a great tribute. We talked quite a bit afterwards. Uh, my brother and I got to go up and visit with her for a few minutes. It's just good, man. It's good. Like we weren't going to miss this. I think uh, being in proximity to somebody from the NWA fam was, you know, kind of needed to do that. And uh, she was just a couple hours away. So we, we rode up and uh, visited with her and she did a, a really, really nice tribute to him before and after the fact. And she was prepared to, to give us a, uh, she wanted to give us a little video testimonial too, but she worked her tail off, man. And when she was done, she was just worn out. And I was like, you know, don't worry about it. It's, we know, we know what you did tonight spoke volumes and we know uh, that you two were close and uh, y'all gave us some great memories with he and question mark and question mark having that little crush on you and you guys singing, uh, you know, his, his song to you and everything just, that was priceless. Some of the priceless moments, man. No, uh. Rob, I had had these things, and some everything's falling apart on me today. <laughs> I don't know why the uh, picture's not loading up for me. Um, but anyway, so um, we'll work on that. We'll get there. Rob's got some pictures with Thunder Rosa and some video there, so we'll make sure to post that stuff. I'm sorry that I don't have it. Um, question mark influence. Uh, uh, a bunch of fans too. I, I do need to say uh, that, that he, you know, part of his deal was, I mean, fans like caught on to that, that gimmick, that style of things. Um, and uh, I do have some from those people as well. Uh, one of, one of our favorites is uh, always sitting right next to us in the crowd. It was the masked fan. He got lucky to be uh, close to, to Josephus slash the question mark and uh, carried on his own gimmick as the son of the question mark. So I wanted to make sure we got that in too. So here's the masked fan. Oh, never mind. Hold on. It is everybody's sending me these Apple files and they don't work for some reason. I hate this so much. I'm sorry, masked fan. I don't know. I don't know why that didn't work. No, I feel like a doofus. Masked fan. Um, Mass fan is, of course, we he has since broken kayfabe, and we know that that is uh, Mr. Troy that's in there, and he he's he's gone public about that, and uh, but he, man, he you talking about between the two greatest fan gimmicks ever, <laughs> you know, are Santa Vol, if you want to call that a gimmick, and Mass fan. I mean, Mass fan lived it. He lived it. He really did live it, and he, um, you know, we we uh, we followed him for for. For quite some time, um, he has an amazing uh, YouTube page and a, a series of videos going out. Go back and look at his stuff now, Mr. Troy. Um, and, uh, you know, his uh, uh, Escape the Mask. Okay, is that what the 
he would do a series of uh, of mass centered uh, uh, videos, and it was very public, you know, public service, public information um, related to people who deal with uh, with depression and things like that. And he just was very was very uh, brave to to share with us and people in his fam things that he dealt with, things that he battled in his own life. But it's key because it's like the question mark was part of his was part of him telling that story. You know, the question mark was part of what gave Mr. Troy strength and a bridge to communicate that with the rest of us out here in, in, in the fandom, you know, and uh, the hashtag NWA fam. And, and you cannot have I told him, you know, when he when he uh, in our private conversation, he and I talked from time to time, you know, when he decided that he was going to drop a. Uh, mass fan is like, do you know what? When when power starts, mass fan's gonna have to make some cameo appearances from time to time. We it's 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 critical. So I'm hoping he brings that back every once and again. But Ma- mass fan, Mr. Troy, one of the greats, and he, I know that that uh, just in my private private conversations with Josephus, I know he thought the world of Mr. Troy, uh, Troy Ridings, Miss, uh, you know, the mass fan, and uh, they had a unique relationship, and and uh, it was it was really cool to see and watch play out. In Mongrovian heaven, always remember Karate. Hi. I got him in there. There he right. is. Tribute from a uh, bass fan. Uh, well, I gotta ask, isn't it? Exclamation point. Troy said, no, our last name is Mark. (laughs) 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 Yep. That's that's good stuff. Uh, I had one more from one of his peers here. If I could just, uh, I'll throw it in there. It is uh, right here. He'll, he'll hate me that, uh, you know what? It's not working either. I hate everything right now. (laughs) Well, at least you didn't announce it and get our hopes up this time. Yeah, you're right. We're like, uh, what? Goldberg? Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg. <laughs> Hammerstone. <laughs> Hammerstone sent in a video. Weird, with that one. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's not uploading. Uh, David Marquez also sent us a video and for some reason it's not playing and it's not uploading. It's technology, man. I somehow feel like Joseph would enjoy this part of things. <laughs> Just the, uh, little gimmicky, like, stupid part of things. Yeah. Uh, well, I tell people all the time, man, i never use any kind of technology. I have a whole blog about it on my website. <laughs> I did a TikTok about it the other day. And you I remember have a whole- this, Rob. Yeah, I think you're. Hello and good day. I hope you're all having a very serene quarantine. My name is Aaron Stevens. Uh, Aaron Stevens. And most of you know me as the first and only third degree champion in the history of professional wrestling and the most naturally gifted performer known to man. But today I'm here to take up an old cause of mine enlightenment. And no, I'm not going to be the beacon of hope that I once was or your messianic messenger of morality. 
Today, I am here as a humble servant of a nation shrouded in mystery that produces far more questions than answers. NWA superstar and my personal sensei of karate, Karate! The question mark has ventured back to his homeland with a camera crew for the sole purpose of bringing the world the essence of Mongrovia. Each week, we will learn about a different aspect of Mongrovian culture. From art, to science, government, even the space program. So join Sensei Question Mark and myself every week as we bring you Mongrovia Unmasked. Hey, 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 hey. Oh man. So yeah. Uh WWLTD had it right. Should have said it via VHS. <laughs> that would have all of that would have worked uh yeah. if you'd have done that. So that's it. Well, guys, it is getting late. So I guess we kind of have to wind this thing down anyway. Uh, gonna try to take a bunch of these uh clips and put them together into like a more succinct like package so that everybody can see all of the stuff uh, later on just to access this and not the whole show if they want to. But uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in and, and, and talking with us and sharing your thoughts about uh, Joseph Hudson, a.k.a. Josephus, a.k.a. Uh, question mark. Guys, if you haven't done so yet, we want to push this again. Uh, the money that is being donated to the GoFundMe for Joseph Hudson is uh, – Still going on right now. Uh, they are well past their goal, but you should still donate if you haven't already. If you're able, anything helps. You're you're putting something into a trust for for this guy's family, especially his ten year old son. Um, and uh, it would, I'm, I'm sure that as humble as you heard, even even Nick Aldis talking about that that Joseph Hudson was, um, it would really be a testament to his legacy that that when something like this happens that we all came out uh like this and and really his legacy you know built something for his his son i think that would be everything he could have ever hoped for in life and and remember too guys that we have something special here our community uh this promotion this amazing promotion of national wrestling alliance uh this amazing sport don't take things for granted. You know, don't, don't hesitate to let people know that you appreciate that. I'm, I'm telling you in the NWA, they're listening to you. They see you, they hear you, they appreciate your support. Um, and I'm just so happy that we got to, uh, you know, we got the time with the, uh, I'm so, you know, the world was better because Josephus was here and he enriched us. He enriched me. He enriched my kids. He gave us memories um, that will never, that can, no one can ever take away. And, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't neglect to let the people around, you know, how much you care about them and don't, you know, miss an opportunity to do a, a kind deed. And, uh, you know, this, this fan community is the best, um, and love you guys, man. And I'm glad that we got to do this tribute tonight to a great, a great man, a great wrestler, a great entertainer and a great father and a great family man. And, uh, and, uh, it, it was a, an honor to have got to know him and to have witnessed him. Yeah, I agree with all that. I think that, um, I mean, you know, I talk about the, the 
Josephus part of 10 pounds of gold being what really pulled me in. I mean, just for me personally, uh, that's led to me being a part of this great community. So, I mean, uh, whether directly or indirectly, you know, Joseph Hudson as a person, as a creator, as um, a professional wrestler has influenced all of us. If you call yourself hashtag NWA fam, uh, you're not going to find one member of the fam that's, you know, gonna gonna be indifferent about joseph hudson i mean we're we're all um fans and we're all um forever indebted to to what he contributed to uh the modern iteration of the nwa the 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 uh promotion that we know and love and that we have uh, aligned ourselves with um with without regret so rest in peace yeah, I um, I had so many pictures, so many videos. If you sent something in, and uh, it didn't make the live show here tonight, just know it was just uh, it was tough to gather everything together. There was a lot of love and support for for Joseph, and so we're we're grateful for that. And we will uh, work on putting together a collection of everything we got and a a more like I said a more succinct uh, video package uh, for you guys to go back to and look at. We just wanted to make sure we just had a place tonight like a platform for everybody to express themselves live with a group of people who all just loved and appreciated i'm sure it would blow his mind to see all of the people that strolled through here tonight just in the chat all of you people coming here just a strict i mean we're, we're over two and a half hours now and this has all just been talking about the life and legacy of joseph hudson i mean that's that uh is a, a tribute to the man right there just that we're not out of things to say it's just like oh well it's after 11 o'clock like it's probably time to wrap it up for now but uh this man clearly he he meant a lot to a lot of people and and his legacy lives on rob did you have anything you wanted to add before we wrap this thing up i i know that you you just had a, a very inquisitive look on your face. So I didn't no, think. no, I wanted to mention uh, we, we did have a number of people send things in there. We, we've had a, some difficulty with the Apple to, to uh, uh, you know, to st stream yard conversion and whatnot. But we, we did want to mention that Aaron Stevens uh, sent us something that we can't find, but he did send something to us. And, and we, you know, we know that, that he, uh, he loved Josephus very much and was very close and their partnership was unique. And, uh, you know, it'll stand the test of time. People will be talking about it, uh, you know, 100 years from now about uh, the question mark and Shooter Stevens. And again, to uh, everybody, you know, that, gosh, man, you talked about earlier about a, a fallen comrade. When I think about the, you know, our NWA family, obviously, we think about Maureen. We think about the champ for sure. We think about Tom and Tom Latimer and Camille and Royce Isaacs and Mae Valentine, Sal Renaro, you know. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to rattle off all names, obviously Thunder Rosa, but question mark, Josephus is there. Tim Storm, you know, would, would tell you that they're at, at the, at the beginning of this new era, this amazing journey that we started together, uh, to re to, to rebrand this company and bring it back to global prominence. And by the way, we got a world championship status recognition from PWI again this week, which is a big deal, but yeah. none of that happens, man. None of that happens without Josephus. And I love the guy. I'm so privileged to have been able to call him a friend uh, here in these last few months, and uh, he'll never be forgotten. David Lagana had on his Instagram and William Patrick Corgan, if you go check out their Instagram posts about Joseph, uh, they both 
they'd be the first ones to tell you that those early days of the NWA, uh, Joseph Hudson was there. He was, he was building it with them. He was, he was a part of that thing. And so, um, yeah, all of this stuff we love about the NWA, you know, it's, it's, it's all because of him. Like, I mean, it's, it's, he's, he's a piece of big piece of that puzzle. So, uh, keep that in mind every time you watch power and go back to those other episodes, just how much he was doing in the background. And, uh, anyway, all right, well, we're going to wrap it up for tonight. Make sure you hit up that GoFundMe. I, I can't stress that enough. Just help that family out. I'm seeing like people are donating still. And, uh, the family is already, I mean, they're so grateful. I mean, this thing's been created three days ago and it's already well surpassed that goal more than doubled that goal. So that's a, a beautiful thing. And, uh, and it's going to a good cause and uh, just just take care of somebody who, you know, gave you something you loved and appreciated. And uh, this is this is his chance to that that legacy pays off for him. All right. Well, um, from Dr. Rob at this is Dr. Stinson, Will Martin at this is Will Martin and me at this is Gary Horn. The show's at TIPW show on all the things. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. And uh, we'll be sure to post something up soon, uh, more of a tribute, like little video for for Joseph. And uh, thank you guys, seriously, everybody who hung out here and watched and uh, spent the time, told the story, sent the emails, sent videos. We could not even, I, I just I had to start the show at some point. It just got overwhelming with all the stuff that was coming in. So thank you guys. It's cool to see how loved this man was. But uh, as we always say around here, Thank you. We love you. And until next time, uh, enjoy your gravy cake, everybody.